welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. We have lots to go over before we get started, so I'm going to jump right into that. First of all, if you would like to call in tonight and read on the air, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in. We have some announcements we're going to go through. First of all, remember we are celebrating National Poetry Month, and that means that I am doing prizes, 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 and more prizes. Did she say prizes? Yes, she said she said prizes. Sally sold seashells. Okay, I can do this. Um, so all month long, there's all kinds of ways you can get your name entered into the drawing, and you can enter your name in multiple times by doing multiple different activities that we have this month. We have things going on like on my Facebook page, so I guess I should tell you that first. If you're not on my Facebook page, uh, on my contacts list, and you should probably jump on there, send me a friend's request, and you can have access to all this fun stuff, or you can get it on the show too. There's ways you can enter on the show. My, you can find me on Facebook under Nyla, N-Y-L-A, like New York, Los Angeles. Nyla Alicia is the last name, A-L-I-S-I-A, Nyla Alicia. Send me a friend's request and you'll have access to all this. So anyway, on my Facebook page, um, well, let's do this first. I'm going to tell you some, some because I keep adding them. I, every time I think of something new, there's another way for you to enter. Let's, you know, I can do that because I make the rules, right? So anyway, these are some of the ways you can qualify to get your name into the drawings. Let's go over that first. All right, so you can do your Inkwell writing assignments. Listen to the first 30 minutes of any of the Speakeasy shows in the month of April for those assignments, and you can jot those down and, and use those as you do those and for one of your entries. So do your Inkwell writing assignments. Write to the weekly Speakeasy prompts that I give you. All right, so you can get right to one of those prompts, and uh, that's a way to get into the entry. Write to a random picture prompt that I post on my Facebook page. Um, in fact, you can write a poem to any photo in any of my photo albums, including my photography albums, because I'm also a photographer. So if you jump onto my Facebook page, there is, if you go under photo albums, there's all kinds of albums under there with writing prompts and line prompts and all kinds of stuff. And then I do have the photo album prompts on there as well. So you can go through some of my photography, you can go through the prompt albums and, and get the picture prompts off there or whatever, and use those to do your poems and activities to get entered into the drawing. You can do the if I say prompts that I've been posting on my page. So if I say, out of the mouths of babes, you would say, how would you respond to that or what that would make you think of. So uh, you can do the if I say prompts. You can write a poem inspired by any music I post on my page. You can do your write a haiku everyday challenge. You can do your learn a new poetry form and uh, write a poem to it. There's so many ways. You know, Check my Facebook page for more information, but those are all the different ways that you can get qualified to enter. But now that you've done those things, how do you get qualified? How do you actually get your name into the drawing? So I wrote this poem, now what do I do, right? So you can come onto the show, and you can read any poem you've written to any of these sources on the show. Uh, you can do any of uh, do any poem 
post any poems you have written to any of these things on my Facebook page. All right, you can post them on the picture. You can post them on uh, post them on in the album, on the prompt, whatever it is. All right, and I'll be going through my Facebook page at the end of the month and grabbing all the names off of everything. So write a poem to any of these things plus other things and <laughs> get them posted on my page or come and read them on the show, and that gets your name put into the drawing. Also, sharing the show post gets your name put into the drawing. So if you share your uh, share the post for the show, and I check my shares and I see you on there, your name is also entered. You can enter multiple times. So the more things you do, the more things, ways you'll get your name into the drawings. And they're really cool prizes. I like want to fake make a profile and do all of them so I can get my name in there and I can win it too. All right, I'm not really going to do that, but that's how cool the prizes are. <laughs> All right, so get to writing, get to posting. The more you write, the more you post, the more time your name gets entered, and that's that. So also I do want to mention this because it's really important, and we'll get into that in just in, in, in a few minutes, but anyone who donates, donated to the show's broadcasting fundraiser for their, our broadcasting license for 2022, anyone who's donated to that fundraiser gets their name put into a special drawing, and we have something special as a thank you for our sponsors. So if you are still interested in donating, the fundraiser is, fundraiser is over. We were a little over, but it is, we were a little under what we were shooting for this year. So if you still want to donate, message me on Facebook, and I can get you that information. You can donate through the show's PayPal account, PayPal account or you can do the whatever that app is that somebody made me put on my phone. What is it called? I don't remember. Like gimmemoney.now type com thing. <laughs> Something. I don't remember what it's called. What is it called, you guys? That thing where you send money back and forth. Anyway, um, I set one of those up for the show, too. So you can still donate if you would like to. And doing that also gets your names into the drawing. All right. So, again, I want to get this number out for those of you who are just joining us. The number to call in tonight is 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in. The lines are open, and we'll be getting to you guys in just a bit. We're going to finish up with our announcements real quick. If you're interested in putting together a workshop, I'm not going to go into this in a lot of details. If you'd like to do a workshop with us, uh, shoot me a message, and I'll tell you the ways that that can be done. That's all I'm telling you about that. I want to thank our sponsors, those of you that I mentioned that did jump up and donate towards our 2022 broadcasting license. This is our 15th year on the air. I'm so excited, you guys. I love you so much. You have no idea. This is my joy. This is my happy spark. You guys are my diamonds. Um, But our sponsors that helped us be here again for another year, Karen Depthrider DeWitt, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Vicki Aqua, Debbie Kelly, Annie Tillery, <laughs> Waldo, Timothy Melton, Kevin Kraft, Alana Morris, Ronald P. Bremner, Jade Mist, Todd Carter, Paula Sweet, Lori Binder, and Glenn Combs. I want to thank you also, who, those of you that made anonymous donations in the memory of John Music Man Kays, the Appalachian poet Philip Kent Church, Ray Neighbors, Glenn Still, Charles C.B. Banks, Cherry Rose, King's Cadence, and Rick Smith II. 
All right. So thank you. Thank you, sponsors. We appreciate you so much. We cannot keep this show going without your guys' support, and you're amazing. If you still want to help out with the show, just shoot me a message. I'll let you know how you can do that. Cash App, yes. Thank you, Noreen. Cash App. We have a Cash App set up for the, uh, the speakeasy. All right. Now, I am going to do – we are going to do your writing exercises. Remember, these things are very – uh, important because, well, number one, they're important because they're important, but they're also important because if you do these, you can post the poems on my page or come back and read them here, and that does get your name entered into the drawing. And the more, the, the longer this month goes along, the more things I'm putting into the pile for prizes. So it's growing. So you want to be involved in this. Trust me. Do your homework. <laughs> All right. You're welcome, Noreen. Thank you very much. Okay. So get your journals out, get your uh, pens out, and let's go through these real quick. As I go through your uh, this information, if I go too fast or I happen to go off on a tangent and lose you somehow, uh, don't panic, don't worry. You can come back, you can listen to the show uh, in the archives, through the, the podcast in the archives you can listen to, and start and stop it as your leisure and write it down and get them in the same token. If you're sitting there some night and you don't know what to write about or, oh, I need some help here. No problem. We've been on the air 15 years. Go to a show, you know, six years ago and listen for 15 minutes of the show. And uh, we'll get you going on something. All right. Should I give you, did I stall enough? Did I give you enough time to get your paper and pencils out? Okay. All right. It is time for somebody to give me a drum roll because this one's horrible. There we go. <laughs> Inspiration from the Inkwell, a mini workshop. And we are going to be starting with your poetry form writing challenge. And what we're going to be doing this for a while is doing, pulling a new poetry form every single week, and we're going to have fun and play with it. So, you know, and this is kind of a big deal for me because I always fought writing form poetry. I'm very much a free, uh, free verse writer. Because I always, they, I saw it as numbers. I had to count syllables, and it, I'm, I'm dyslexic when it comes to numbers, not with letters. Either that, or I've just learned well enough to cope with the letters. But numbers just mess with my head. They literally, physically, I can feel my brain shrink and cramp and cringe. I mean, it's like like actual physical contorting I feel going on inside my brain when I mess with numbers and try to do math. I hate math. Um, and so I always just, it intimidated the hell out of me, writing the form poetry, until one day something clicked, and I thought, wait a minute, this isn't numbers. It's like word puzzles, and word puzzles I can do. And ever since I made that shift in my head, I have been having such fun with these. And some of them I've only written once, and I've never written another one. But I've done it once. If someone comes up and says, yeah, did you ever do write a villanelle? Not only do I know what a villanelle is because I learned it as I wrote it, but yes, I do have one. I have written one. It's kind of cool. It's kind of fun. You always have to push yourself to grow. Even if it's something you never do again, you're going to take something away from it and use it in things you do in the future. So this week, again, we are going to be looking at a form concept type of form poetry and not the actual poetic structure itself. All right, so there's no counting at all in this one. <laughs> so what we are doing is called, all right, who knows, who knows what an epistolary, what the epistolary form of writing is? All right, wait, wait. You can't answer me. Okay, okay, I'll just tell you. 
We're going to be working on a form this week that first originated in a novel form back in like the 1740s, and I can't remember, there were two people who wrote it, and I can't remember who it was, but it's like this really cool book about uh, a slave girl. Um, she was like fighting off the advances of her owner or something like that, written back in 1470. But it became mainstream with Mary Shelley's novel Dracula, which she wrote in 1818. And any of you who are familiar with Mary Shelley's novel, Dracula, know that it is written entirely in letters, back and forth. The epistolary form is a body of writing told through the medium of letters written by either one or more of the characters in your story, in your poem. Okay, so the entire thing. If you haven't read Dracula, Dracula think of that. Imagine that. The entire story of Dracula is written in letters back and forth from people to people. That's the epistolary form. So in this week's Poetry Form Writing Challenge, we are going to explore writing poetry in the form of correspondence. And you can do this, um, and it can either be free verse, it can be prose, it can be rhyming, it can be whatever you want it to be but it has to be written in the form of a correspondence. And it can be letters between two people, maybe a person in a business. Um, you can stretch the rules, as we poets do, um, as long as you stay in the perimeters that everything has to be presented in the form of correspondence, such as a court order or a newspaper article, a Dear Abby letter, a, um, someone's diary, graffiti, personal ads. You know, be imagine, imaginative, you know, and keep in mind, you can mix and match these too. So you could start out by using an entry in the diary, followed by a letter, you know, or followed by a note on the door or a car windshield. What if you, what if you wrote it in the form of uh, a note passed in class and a note to a principal and notes sent home to the parents or a series of love letters or breakup letters, emails? What if you sent a love letter to the wrong person but they wrote back, wrote back anyway, you know, either intentionally or you know, intentionally for fun, or maybe they thought you were their significant other. And so you have this conversation back and forth where you both think you're talking to the other, you know, your own partner, but you're not. Think of all the fun you could have with that, the crazy fun spins you could do, depending on what direction you wanted to take it. So I think that you're going to have a lot of fun with this. You know, another thing to keep in mind is you can grab any of your poet friends, anyone off this show. If there's someone special you want to write with and you don't have them on your friends list, shoot me a message and I'll tell you how to get a hold of them. You know, maybe there's someone on the show that you really like their writing style and you'd like to do a collaboration with them. But you can find someone to do this with you and one of you can write the first letter to the other person and the other person replies in a letter following your same format and then you write back to them and you write back to them. You guys both do that and you've got, you know, a four-section poem written in letters and boom, you're done and it's fun. It would be a really fun way to do a collaboration with somebody. So I challenge you guys to do that. Try to do that. Even if you write one on your own, still try to do a collab one because it will be a lot of fun for both of you guys and whoever you choose. All right. So there, you, there it is. There you have it for this week. The pistolet form is a body of writing told through a medium of letters by one or more of the characters. So stretch it, play with it, have fun with it. All right. 
I'm going to give you your poetry prompts that we're going to be using this week. And keep in mind with these prompts, they are used in several of your writing tasks, tying them together so that each task inspires the next, keeping the flow of thought going, keeping it fun and easy breezy. So the prompts that I give you, they are meant to grow into poems. They're like seeds planted. They can be the title of your poem. It can be a line in your poem. Or it can just be the general concept of your poem. You know, maybe I gave you the prompt war, and you want to tell a poem about war, but without using the word war. But when the person reads the poem, there's absolutely no doubt in their mind that you are writing about war. That's what, you know, using the general concept of the word, you know, without actually using it. So you can write a, use the prompt that way. Beyond these guidelines, whatever you do with them is up to you. So number your paper, 1 through 12. I'm going to give you your, your prompts real quickly. Number one, a bird's cold departure. A bird's cold departure. Number two, towards the dragon sun. Towards the dragon sun. Three, we know nothing of this. We know nothing of this. Four, to catch the space between our stars to catch the space between our stars. Five, carving myself. Carving myself. Number six, you can hear the girls whispering. You can hear the girls whispering. Number seven, on a tombstone in North Dakota. On a tombstone in North Dakota. My my week my my personal personal choice prompt for this week that I would make mandatory would be this one right here because I would love to see what you all come back with from the exact same form of inspiration what poems you come back with it would be this one on a tombstone in North Dakota there you go go with that all right number eight a child asked me a child asked me. Number nine, it was in the newspaper. It was in the newspaper. Number 10, the past, or excuse me, that pass like shadows. That pass like shadows. Number 11, the moon man. <laughs> the moon man. And number 12, we lie in the same bed. And where you put the apostrophe in that, think about punctuation, how important punctuation is. And if you want to read the best, funniest book on punctuation ever, get a book called Eat, Shoots, and Leaves. And it will teach you the importance of you know, the, the placement of those comments. <laughs> All right, so we lie in the same bed. Those are your 12 poetry prompts for the week. Now remember, you can write, write one poem to each prompt. You can mix and match, use 7 and 10 and go up and get 6 and 2 and put all of those in one poem. Or you can get real froggy and you could use all of the prompts in one poem. 
So put all 12 prompts in one poem. You could also challenge yourself and or the person you're doing the collab with to take these 12 prompts and somehow work them into your letters back and forth or your correspondences back and forth. All right? So you can write one poem to each one, mix and match, one poem using all the prompts, whatever you want to do, have fun with that. Now, your writing exercise is going to be utilizing the 12 prompts that I just gave you, and it's called your pick apart a prompt, right, pick apart a prompt writing exercise. And this is to show you that what you do with a prompt before you write to it is far more important than what you do write to it. We all have muscle memory knee-jerk reactions to inspiration, just like, you know, when you're you automatically type. You know, your fingers have that muscle memory. Our brains have that. And when we hear something or see something that inspires us, we immediately jump to those easy images. And this is to teach you to go past those. Find the poem that nobody else is writing. So if I told you to think of 12 different things that the word October makes you think of, how many of you, raise your hands, because I can count, I can see, how many of you, something in one of those Thoughts, the first thoughts you have what was orange. Okay, that's brain muscle memory. So push past those things and find the things that are unique, uniquely yours. So for this exercise, as I said, you're going to be using the 12 prompts I just gave you. And from the list, I want you to start on a clean journal page and write down one of the prompts. Write down the first prompt. Start with the first prompt. Write down the first prompt. And then write at least, don't write a poem to it yet. You notice I put the word yet. This is what you'll sit down and do before you do anything else. So I want you to write down at least six different poems or six different poem ideas you could write to that prompt. All right. So write at least six different ideas of poems you could write to that prompt before you sit down and write to it, such as, you know, I really like the one that I gave you guys, a tombstone in North Dakota. Think of all the different scenarios. You could, you know, is it, are you writing about your own tombstone? Are you writing about, you know, think of all the different things. I'm not going to give you, I don't want to influence your thoughts, but all the different things, twists and turns you could make that mean. All right. So when you're done with the first prompt, go to the second, third, fourth, fifth, until you're all the way down to number 12. And you have written at least six different ideas for poems you could write to the six different prompts. And my promise to you is this. You will not get through this exercise without something grabbing a hold of you, distracting you, and you're going to be off and writing a poem. And it is going to be something entirely different than you normally would have written. And you're going to be sitting there and you're just going to be like eyes open as big as saucers and rocking back and forth on your chair and thinking, oh, my God, she was right. Oh, my God, she was right. Oh, my God, she was right. <laughs> you cannot get through this exercise without something grabbing a hold of you, and you'll be writing something very unique and fun and cool. So once again, I'm going to run through these very quickly. These are the pick apart a prompt and your, your 12 poetry prompts and the prompts you'll be using in your pick apart a prompt writing exercise. One, a bird's cold departure. Two, Towards the dragon sun. Three, we know nothing of this. Four, to catch the space between our stars. Five, carving myself. Six, you can hear the girls whispering. Seven, on a tombstone in North Dakota. Eight, a child asked me. Nine, 
it was in the newspaper, 10, that passed like shadows, 11, the moon man, and 12, we lie in the same bed. All right, so there you have it. Have fun with those. Remember, we are always focusing on reading, reading, reading. If you are not reading more than you are writing, you are doing it backwards. You need to have input in order to have output. You are what you eat, and that applies to your brain as well. All right, same thing with just go out and live life. You can't have new things to write about if you don't put new things inside you constantly. So search out those adventures, no matter big or how big or small. All right, so the other thing that we have been doing is what I call your writer's discipline. It's the people, you know, this comes from, it's a really big part of my uh, writer's block is just an urban legend workshop that I do, that I teach, and it talks about whatever you do creatively, you need to give it a thought every day. All right? Writer's discipline. You know, we need to get away from that mindset where every single time we sit down to write something, it has to be post-worthy. We have to put it on Facebook. We have to jump on that social media. We have to sit there and watch for the likes, the likes, the likes. We're chasing the likes. No. You're not chasing the likes. Slow down. What I want you to do every single day is write a haiku poem, American version of the haiku poem, three lines, Five, seven, five, syllable count. To do this, I want you to go out every single day into the world or around your house, at your job, wherever you are. I want you to watch for 17 syllables. A smell, a sound, a feeling, a person, a color. Look for your 17 syllables every single day. You know, on all your rushing, rushing from point A to point B, there's all kinds of things out there waiting to inspire you. But you have to remind yourself that it's okay to look around for them. You have to stop having tunnel vision on someone else's use of your time and remind yourself that no matter what you're doing, it is your time. Even if you're giving it to someone else, it is still your time. So if you're running around and you see something and you go, oh, my gosh, and you think of lying in the palm, I want you to top and stop and take 17 seconds to write down 17 syllables worth of thought. Keep a notebook with you. Keep your pen with you always. And when you think it, write it down. And I don't care if it's crap. I don't care if it isn't the right count or whatever. You can go back later and fix it. Every single day, when that voice speaks to you, when that inspiration calls you, when you trip over it, when you run into it, when it flies in your ear, whatever it is, you recognize it and you write it down. Do this one thing, and I challenge you, do this for the next 30 days, 28 days. Let's make it 28 days. Do this for the next 28 days. At the end of the 28 days, I want you to stop and think about how it's changed your writing habits, how it's changed you as a writer, how it's affected you. And we may actually do a, I may pick some of you to, to, to be my guinea pigs on this or whatever, but I want to do a workshop on this. You know, So if you start now, that's going to be that much more beneficial when I put this workshop together. And let me know you're doing it. Okay? We're going to find out 
you'll find out if you do this, or we're going to find out when we do the workshop from people, what happens when you do this. So you'll be hearing it from someone else besides me. You guys hear me tell you to do things all the time, give you homework all the time. It's going to be different when you hear it from someone else. All right? So there you have it. And remember, if you write your haiku poem and you post it on my page, hey, here's my daily haiku, that's your name into the drawing. So easy peasy, if you, even if you just do that once a day, and I don't care if it's the stupidest thing you've ever written in your entire life. And it's like, oh, my God, this is so dumb. I just wrote um, a poem called, Here is My Entry. Do the, and you're counting out the syllables, and that's your haiku. I don't care. Put it on my page. Get your name in the drawing. So there you have it, you guys. That is your inspiration from the Inkwell works, mini workshop for the show. If you missed anything, come back and listen to the podcast and the archives after the show has finished airing, and you will be off and running with those. I want to um, take a moment before we get to our callers. We always start and end every episode with an audio track by one of you poets. So if you have something recorded and you would like to send it in to me, you can do it by mailing it to the, T-H-E, the Speakeasy Cafe at gmail.com. Make sure in the subject line you put poem, MP3 file, something like that, or you can send it to me on Facebook and I can pirate it off of their messenger um, if you got, want to send it to me that way. And we'll get uploaded to the show's library and play it for the world. The piece that I have to start with this week is by Andrea Gibson and it's called Royal Hearts. Here you go. You will never be let down by anyone. More than you will be let down by the one you love most in the world. It's how gravity works. It's why they call it falling. It's why the truth is harder to tell. Every year you have more to lose. But you can bury your past in the garden by the tulips. Water it till it is so alive. It lets you go. And you belong to yourself again. When you belong to yourself again, remember forgiveness is not a tidy grave. It is a ready, loyal knight kneeling before your royal heart. Call in your royal heart. Tell it bravery can never be measured by a lack of fear. It takes guts to tremble. It takes so much tremble to love. Every first date is a fucking earthquake. Sweetheart, on our first date, I showed off all my therapy. I flaunted the couch where I finally sweat out my history. I pulled out the photo album from the last time I wore a lie to the school dance. I smiled and said, that was never my style. Look how fixed I am. Look how there's no more drywall on my fist. Look at my wrist. It's not something I have to hide, I said. Well, I was hiding it. The telephone pole still down from the storm. By our third date, I'd fix the line. I said, listen, I have a hard time. I mean, I cry as often as most people pee, and I don't shut the door behind me. I'll be up in your face screaming, Seattle is too rainy. Seattle is too rainy. I'm never going to be able to live here, I sobbed on our fourth date. I can't live here. In my body, I mean. 
I can't live in my body all the time. It feels too much. So if I ever feel far away, no, I am not gone. I am just underneath my grief, adjusting the dial on my radio faith so I can take this life with all of its love and all of its loss because I already know you are the place I'm going to finally sing without any static, meaning I'm never going to wait that extra 20 minutes to text you back. And I'm never going to play hard to get when I know your life has been hard enough already when we all know everyone's life has been hard enough already. It's hard to watch this game we make of love like everyone's playing checkers with their scars, saying checkmate whenever they get out without a broken heart. Just to be clear, I don't want to get out without a broken heart. I intend to leave this life so shattered there better be a thousand separate heavens for all my flying parts and none of those parts are going to be wearing the romance from the overpriced vintage rack, meaning I don't want a single speed bike. If I can't make it up the hill, I know exactly how many gears I'm going to need to love you well and none of them look hip at the coffee shop. They'd all have God saying, good job. You're finally not full of bullshit. You finally met someone who's going to flatten your kneecaps into skipping stones. Baby, throw me. Throw me as far as I can go. I don't want to leave this life without ever having come home. And I want to come home to you. I can figure out the rain. If you guys don't know who Andrea Gibson is, you really need to. Write that down, Andrea Gibson. And go check her out on YouTube. She is so incredibly inspiring to me. I cannot listen to her without getting goosebumps. You know, there's something familiar. There's something between the lines in her poetry that I get, that, that grabs me, that has teeth. I, you know, it's like I know her. Listen to some of their works on YouTube because they are amazing at using imagery to create emotion. All right, and you know, maybe we'll do something on that sometime because that's that's a huge topic right there. That's a huge you know, that that was a very profound sentence I just said, even though, you know, it may not have seemed like it seems like it. Okay. So anyway, I'm getting off on a tangent. We're going to just keep going. So that was Andrea Gibson, Royal Heart. Check her out. YouTube. Amazing, amazing person. Incredible writer. All right. So now it is time to get to our callers. Once again, if you'd like to call in tonight and read, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and read. If you are on hold, this is what you can expect. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as heart, heart, heart. First caller tonight is 731. So listen for your telephone area code, and uh, that'll prompt you when we're going to let you on. There'll also be a little British lady saying, unmuted. You'll hear that as well. When I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. It's really, really important because, number one, you are absolutely 100% literally verbally publishing your poetry tonight. Like I said, we've got 15 years on the air. There's poems that were read on our very first show, Right? Still, you are verbally publishing your poetry and you want your name attached to it. Never send your work out into the world. You know, and if you, I'm going to leave you a little thing, a, a 
train of thought here. If you write with a pen name, unless there is an absolute reason you do that, always give your real name too. You know, like I used to write under the pen name when back in the MySpace days of Spirit Wild. It was a name that was given to me by the Cheyenne gentleman that lived next door when I adopted and was green-breaking a wild Mustang up there in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Um, but that was my pen name. That's the name I wrote by because, you know, I, I didn't know people. I didn't want people to know who I really was. Uh, so I would say, you know, this is, but then later it was like, you know, uh, this is Spirit Wild, also, or this is Nyla Alicia, also known as Spirit Wild. Think about adding that because you want your name in there, your legal name, so it is attributed to you and your pen name. So just, just my opinion there, a little food for thought. All right, so you also want to introduce yourself so that as you're reading, I don't get ping, 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 pinged by people in the chat room wanting to know who's reading. You want me listening to you. You don't want me to you know, be be distracted by the little pingies because then what would happen? I wouldn't be able to tell you anything awesome about your writing. Providing your writing's awesome, you know. We have you, you just just keep in mind. <laughs> I'm teasing you. Um, right now, you can read two poems. If the lines get too busy and too crazy, and I need to cut that back to one, we I will let you know when the time when that happens. If it happens on your call, please forgive me. But right now, you're good to go at two poems. Uh, keep them right around the five-minute mark. Be courteous to the people waiting behind you. Give us time to do some commenting. And then when you're done reading, make sure that you have your URL or your website to share with everybody. It's really important, especially in this day and age, and that, again, will be another workshop where we talk about why that is so important in this day and age. But you really, really want to start developing your writer's network, your poetry network, your inspiration network of people. And be really conscious of the fact that that is what you're doing and why you're doing it. Why are you doing it? You'll find out on your workshop. <laughs> How about that for a tease? Remember, please, that we have a mature rating on the show. I never know who's on the line unless I know your area code. I know who some of you are on the line. But I never know what you guys are going to read, and that's a fact. You can come on here with just about anything. So you guys are bound to hear just about anything on this show, with the exception of hardcore erotica. No bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B, you know, not, not, the, not adult porn poems. You know, just keep it on the romantic side of erotica, and, and you're awesome. You guys know where that envelope is. Please don't push it. Don't mess up our rating. Other than that, you are good to go. I'm going to give you the first three callers in the lineup so you have an idea of where you are. We have area code uh, 731 followed by 717, followed by 219. All right, so those are going to be our first three callers. So let's go ahead and grab Mr. Michael Todd at 731. Michael, are you with us? I am. Do you know that today is Plum in Your Pocket Day? Is it really? April 21st is Plum in Your Pocket Day. It's been observed in America for years also in Canada. You know, I am so sad that you did not give me warning on this. When you see this date coming up, let me know. You know, it's really funny because I have a notebook in my pocket right now, so I do have a poem in my pocket, but I didn't do it intentionally, and that makes me sad. We should, we should be celebrating this day. I, I posted a blog about it in 2016. How much notice do you want? <laughs> 
God, I love you so much, I can't stand it. <laughs> You'll shit. I know, right? I, I don't know what to say. I, I'm sorry. Five years notice. <laughs> I, hey, on, on that day, uh, and on that day when I posted it, Anna Donovan riffed me, and I came back at her, and we we used to shoot volleys back and forth with each other, riffing, and uh, I'm just looking at it now. We had a good time. We're friends, very good friends. Everybody knows Anna Donovan. She's been on your show many times. If you don't know her, if you go to her Facebook page, she's posting a poem a day and getting like 100 comments. She's on a roll. It's like MySpace all over. You can find her at Facebook.com slash Anna L. Donovan. That's awesome. You know that the rifting that you do back and forth with writers, that is considered epistolary form, right? You knew that? Didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Were you listening? You were here that. for the first of the show when I talked about what an epistolary is, yes. right? So yes, you're rifting back and forth are in the format of correspondence, and therefore they are an epistolary poem. <clears throat> Now you have a name to go with it. Fantastic. <laughs> what do you have for us tonight, honey? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to read that the little uh, poem with the wrist back and forth. It's about four minutes. So, okay. This uh, poem in your pocket, sonnet by Michael Todd. The Academy of Poets, local, has generously endowed us a task. Sharing is the key tenant here, focal. And what is this task, in case you might ask? Tote a poem around in your pocket. If pressed to perform, here's what you do. Take it out. Be careful not to drop it. Sound it out, loud and proud, when put on cue. National poem in your pocket day. Taking America by storm, a test. If opportunity knocks, don't delay. Though average will suffice, do your best. Feel free to share my poem on this day. Then turn around and calmly walk away. And Anna said, For you, pocket day verse and a heart-tethered red balloon, in my pocket sweet rumble of a rebel settling into gut-chosen ways, limpid ley-line evangelist, aligning things sacred, errant and forgotten, with a dissident premonition of perfume. Unfurl the bruises of the train's shadow and stand in this moment's silhouette. And I said, stellar, my Anna. Would that there be a pair of silhouettes. Silhouettes have little to say, but listen well. Such intimate conversing, as good as it gets, stands the test of time, best as I can tell. And Anna said, in this alphabet, silhouettes speak right light, unfurl color to errant planets on a quest to orbit undiscovered paths. And I said, Tiptoeing since just past the onset of a serious twilight, treading lightly in light of passing births, bearing slumbers, forsaking debt and presumptive notions, owning this night, plans in and of motion, written in constellations, painted by numbers. And Anna said, did you hear of the painter with magnolias on his fingertips? He said, color bides its time and emerges from bracken places long forgotten in the corner of a vineyard sings with sage. And I concluded, sympathetic sessions to cherish and savor, the giving and taking were both fine favor, where the tracks never meet on trestle, where no thought is found, no time to wrestle, 
When phrase grids maze between two with resilient gratitude, I humbly bid you adieu. End. That was incredible. Isn't it fun when inspiration hits you like that? Yes. And you and the person just picks up on it and you just it's all one hundred percent organic and natural and you know, it's really inspiring. I love I love when you do that and I love when you share them. You know, that's when you do that, you know, when I talk about go out every single day and find your seventeen syllables, walk for the stuff around you, you do that. That's an example of doing that. You know, you find something that catches your attention, and instead of just saying, oh, that was cool, that could, I could, you know, that makes me think about this. You stop and write down immediately. You just start letting it fall out. It's, in, it's incredible. It's awesome. I love it. If you gathered around a bunch of writers that write in social media like we do and asked them, have you ever been typing a comment on somebody? On, on a poem or story that they wrote and just stopped in the middle of it and moved it aside and put something else and that became the beginning of a story or poem. What your comment was, you were like, wait a minute. I got an idea here. We've all done that. I honestly, I would have to say 80% of my, and that's maybe under what it actually is, but I would say about 80% of my favorite poems I have ever written started out just that way. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's as organic as it gets. You know, they start out as an email. or And it, I think that it does it because I talk in tangents so much that it's really easy for me to go off and running on something. <laughs> But yeah, it's cool. I bet I bet there's a lot of so if you, if any of you guys do that, let's have that kind of be the topic of discussion during the show. You know, if that happens to you, you know, where you're writing to something like that and it, and your poems go off and running. I want to know about that. We want to know about that. All right, you're going to read too, right, baby? I'll be happy to. I've got a short one here that that uh, you know most everything we write has a little truth or history in it. Nothing in this poem has any truth in history whatsoever. This was just an exercise, okay, that I did in 2013 just for the fun of it, okay? So this doesn't pertain to any single person that I know or have known in my life, okay? Okay. This is called <clears throat> Prenuptial by Michael Todd. Amy and Donald dated all through high school, tighter than glue. She went to college, he to work, both doing what was beneficial. Donald got the notion on the fly, just this one thing to do. Offer Amy a ring in a public proposal. Make the deal official. All went well according to plan, as well as could be expected. Donald popped the question on bended knee, so very impressive. Amy said yes. End of story. Later that week, Donald reflected. He consulted an attorney, warning more than Amy would give. She gazed at the prenup agreement, shuffling from hand to hand. If Donald thought she'd take it well, another thought's coming. 
trial she might, Amy could just not come to understand. She began to calculate, and here's the result of her son. Donald, I can certainly see the need for us lawyering up now. Let's tally your net worth, document the fortune you've amassed, beginning with your ride, for that should surely take a bow. Seeing your 69 Chevy, it's clear to all you have been blessed. I assume those fuzzy dice hangings set you back a pretty penny. Those new speakers in the back window produce quite the sound. Your second-hand rims and jacked-up tires unparalleled by any. Why you should charge for a Friday night ride around town. I love how for you every day of the week is casual Friday. I'm very impressed by your vintage piles of Saturday clothes. My compliments to your collection of camouflage caps, if I may. Any self-respecting redneck would be proud to wear those. Your apartment decor stunning, a couch and chair and a bed, and silverware surely pilfered from every eatery here in town. For the Union Jack drapes hanging, there's something to be said. At least they'll close tightly when the setting sun goes down. The thought of your bank statement makes my stomach churn. I'm surmising the balance is nil and the savings not starting. I would never in good conscience tamper with what you earn. You know what they say about a fool and his money parted. On second thought, would you mind if I returned your ring? Let's just talk this up to experience and put it to our past. I cringe to thought what our misguided future might bring. Your choice now. A handshake goodbye. You can kiss my ass. <laughs> oh. I just want to make sure that after we get divorced, I get the NASCAR Hot Wheels. Got them. I want the collection of NASCAR Hot Wheels. Go for it. And I want all the Jerry Springer beads. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. That well, was that's incredible. It for me. Are you going to uh, tell everybody how they can give you love, or maybe how they can get a hold of Anna again? Anna, Facebook dot com slash. Anna L. Donovan, A-N-N-A-L-D-O-N-O-V-A-N. If you want to go looking for somebody, go hang out with her. She's a lot more fun than me. Awesome. All right, perfect. Thank you, sweetheart. Appreciate you. Great reads tonight. And thanks for the inspiration. Okay, y'all have a great evening. (laughs) Bye, Michael. Bye. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 717. I think that's James, I think. 717, you're on the air. Hey, Nyla. Hey, James. How are you, honey? Uh, Hanging in there. I tried hanging once, but it was a real pain in the neck. (laughs) I I imagine. I imagine. Um, Every time I think about it, I get all choked up. Sorry, I'm cheesy. What can I say? (laughs) Well, glad to meet you. I'm Jim. 
Uh, Jim, I'm glad to meet you. Are you going to share some poetry with us tonight, sir? Yes, I am. Um, you did mention something earlier when you were doing the uh, poetry form. You mentioned that uh, Mary Shelley wrote uh, Dracula. Mm-hmm. She wrote Frankenstein. Uh, she, actually wrote, she actually wrote Frankenstein. Frankenstein, yep. Yeah, I know. I, as soon as I was talking about that, I was thinking, wait a minute, what am I saying? <laughs> yeah, so, it's Frankenstein. Um, so the book does begin with um, a captain's log. Mm-hmm. So they, 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 were, they were trapped up in the ice for the, for the winter in the Arctic, and the captain was telling how he had count, you know, about the situation with the ship, and that how how he encountered Frankenstein. So I don't know if that would be the same um, the same t- thing you were talking about, because mm-hmm. no, Dracula starts Dracula starts off with letters from Jonathan Harker, explaining yeah. what was going on. Yep. I messed that one up, guys, just so you know. I was really hoping that none of you caught that, but thank you for thank you. Yeah. Thank you for fixing and, it, James. <laughs> and it was up at the end of the century. Mhm. Because you know, she was at the beginning and I think Dracula was written closer to the eighteen ninety. I could be wrong on that. It's it's been known to happen. <laughs> well, I just appreciate because now people are going to go look at that and they're going to know. And if you know, it wasn't until after I was even talking about that that I realized that I, I messed that up. So I appreciate it, hon. Thank you. What are you going to read for us tonight? Uh, first one is a poem I did for the first book, and it's called Mrs. Hughes Has Died. Mrs. Hughes has died in the lonely watches the her body in celebrated repose, and the ravenous wolves gathered at her tomb, caring only for the scent of her lovely bones, gave no thought of who she was and how she lived. End of poem. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, that was actually, uh, I read something that uh, Sylvia Plath's daughter, Frederica Hughes, was, was answering comments complaints that people made about the, a placement of a plaque on her mother that it was um, that they put it in Devonshire home for where they had lived instead of the flat where she had committed suicide mm-hmm. so it's um, that's what came, that's where the poem came out of that wow that's even cooler knowing the backstory. See, you, you learned that tidbit of information, you turned it into a poem, and it's awesome. And that's what I talk about when I say, you know, listen to the things around you. Find inspiration. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. And my second poem will be from um, Letters to Roxanne. And this one is titled, Perhaps He Is to Her. Perhaps he is to her more La Mancha than Lancelot, dented armor and a rusted sword, but not a fool fighting windmills when she is to be protected at the risk of his life and limb. And while he is all too often more jester than shiny knight, he would love her, 
loved her. Loved her. And the poem. Wow. Yeah, I think that I may have you start reading three because yours are always so short. Well, I do have one memorized that I've never written a poem as long as that one, as long as this one. You want me to to recite it? Sure. Death Valley Rainstorm. I got dry as I got wet. End of poem. Wow. (laughs) You know, if we're talking about long poems, do you want to hear the longest one I ever wrote? Okay. The title is Narcissist. And the poem goes, I. In peace. (laughs) Somebody asked me one time, he says, do you think a poem can be one letter or one word long? I said, I can do better than that. I can write a poem that's one letter long. And that's the poem I wrote. (laughs) Well, then, what is poem ever written? Because while I was in high school, that may be the shortest poem ever written. Because I was in (laughs) high school, and they were telling me the one guy, what our teacher put up on the board, what he said was the shortest poem ever written. The Antiquity of Microbes. Adam had him. Hmm. I got it beat. Yes. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Great job. Absolutely appreciate you being here. It's nice having you call in. Thank you. So do me a favor and tell everyone how they can find you. All right. Um, I can be found on Facebook. Instagram, uh, YouTube, and TikTok. Um, the name is James Rothline and spelled R-O-E-T-H-L-E-I-N. Perfect. All right, you guys go check him out. James, thank you for being here. I hope to hear from you next week. Get your homework in on my page so you can get your name in that drawing. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll talk to you next week, hon. All right. Have a good one. You too. All right. Let's go ahead and grab our next caller. Let me do this real quick. Um, let's see. Five, one. I'm going to need to go over the lines real quick for a minute just so you know. Uh Two one six. Hang on, let me get this straightened out real quick. All right, so Todd, you are, I do see you in the lineup, um, but you've not pressed one. So press one on your phone. And one of the things you guys should know is that the board glitches on me all the time. So over the course of the years, I've write your, I have a, a notebook right here. See, listen, can you hear it? That's my notebook. Here's my pen. And I write everything down on paper. So when you guys call in, I write the lineup on paper. So if something happens and it hiccups, then I don't, you don't lose your place in line. All right. So I've got you on here. All right, everybody's done. Good. I don't have to go over this anymore. Y'all, y'all pressed one. Everybody's in queue. We're good to go. Let's go ahead and grab our next caller area. 219, you are with us, Brother O. 
How are you doing now? I'm doing wonderful, sweetheart. It's good to hear from you. How are you feeling? I'm feeling, I'm feeling very good. <clears throat> you sound good. Hey, Thank do you. me a favor. I saw that you were you nominating, uh, nominated for the, what's the award? National Sports Award Award. Yeah. And then, I got you, Todd. It's okay. Um, and then, you have a link. I don't know if you've posted it on my page or not, but if you think about it, tag tag it to my page or post it on my page so people can find it easily. Okay. And uh, so they can come over and, um, you know, check out what you're doing with that award. And I, I wish you all the best of luck with that. Thank you. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll probably end up doing it tomorrow. Perfect. That works for me. Tomorrow, yeah. Awesome. All right, sweetheart, what are you going to read for us tonight? It's called Always a Winning Champion. It's not how many times you encounter obstacles, challenges, and adversity in your life. It's how many times you emerge as a winning champion. My dear brothers and sisters, great men and women always encounter greater degrees of adversity and face more challenges and obstacles than the majority of us will face in spans of our lifetimes. But uh, what do champions do when they encounter adversity? Champions are known experts in weather storms. Champions always give 100% effort regardless of whether they win or lose. Champions make no excuses. Champions always take the best shopping for their toughest challenges. Champions are well prepared to face numerous situations. But well, what do winners do when they face challenges and obstacles? Winners never quit or give up. Winners never take visits to their heads or losses to their hearts. Winners always learn from their failures and build upon on their successes in life. Winners always find a path to victory when it looks like the fight or game is just out of their reach. Winners possess an extraordinary amount of motivation and determination. My dear brothers and sisters, no matter how many times I've been hospitalized or faced health challenges, I'm always going to emerge as a winning champion. No matter how many losses I've suffered, I'm going to emerge as a winning champion. No matter how many times I've failed or made mistakes, I'm always going to emerge as a winning champion. No matter how many times I've had obstacles placed in front of me, I'm always going to emerge as a winning champion. No matter how many challenges I face as a black man in America and throughout my 47 years of life, I'm always going to emerge as a winning champion in poem. Love the strength in that piece. Are you going to read two tonight, honey, or just the one? Yeah, I'm going to do another one. Okay. It's what it's called. Love is demonstrated through actions, not just words. Where are the real men building this evening? I need to have a real man-to-man conversation with you if you don't mind. 
because it's important to demonstrate your love through actions, not just words for your woman. You know, my brothers, we often have a tendency to neglect the importance of backing up or I love you through showing our sisters how much you care for them. Every now and then, you can tell a woman how much you love her with your words all day long. However, you have to demonstrate through your actions. Because in this situation, love is a verb, not a noun. Verbs are words that demonstrate our direct or indirect actions. Nouns are words that describe people, places, and things. If you say it's about keeping your wife or girlfriend around and avoid the possibility of her shouting around for another man's attention, listen to me very carefully. My brothers, there are so many small gestures at your disposal determined your real love through your actions in addition to your words. Because it's one thing to talk about doing something special for your wife or girlfriend. It's another thing to actually do what you said that you was going to do for her. I'm not saying spend your whole paycheck to do something extravagant for her. What I mean by that is do something that's out of the ordinary or out of character for you just for your wife or girlfriend. Remember, love is demonstrated through your actions, not just your words. You can keep it simple like buying a card and writing a special message or a love poem, expressing how much you appreciate it. Buy some flowers several favorite things. Cook dinner for her. Clean the house for her and watch it. She shot the surprise on her face. Take her out on a night in town in the limo or to a favorite restaurant. Go out for a walk and show your face inside without shame. Treat her out on your dime. Do something romantic for her. Give the kindness of your heart, my brother. Participate in one of her favorite activities without murmuring complaining for once. And then you'll get those extra special rewards in return, if you know what I mean. My brothers, you need to remind her that you're there for her. You need to stay on point and pay attention to her needs and desires. And you need to show how much you love her before she disappears in the thin end out of your life for good. Now, don't get mad. You have to see see her in another brother's company. Real, real women need us as real men to demonstrate our true love because it involves more than physical connections. It's that special spiritual connection and foundation that you share that keeps your relationship with marriage going strong. More or less than this poem, keep the, that connection strong because communication will solve any situation. And stay consistent with doing the small gestures. And always stay consistent in demonstrating your love through your actions, not just your words and poems. Wow. Absolutely incredible, hon. Thank you. You're very welcome. So I'm excited for your award. Congratulations on on having that going. Remember to post it on my page so we can all come over and check out what you're doing. All right. Okay. 
glad you're feeling good, and you need to tell everybody how to find you. Oh, uh, you can find me on uh, and you know the I uh, I uh, do this thing had this show that I go to every year, the National Sporting World Awards in Chicago, Illinois, and uh, you know the voting for that is up uh it is May fifteenth. It started April first. And uh if you guys wanna come show me some love and uh put your uh, uh nominate me for overcome the year for the fourth year in a row. And um uh, this I just send the links and now then you guys can I can uh put cast overcome the year category twenty for me. Brother O. And thank you for your support. Well, thank you for being part of our family. We appreciate you so much for being here, for everything that you're going through and everything that, you know, just that, that you're here every week. And and we love you. Thank you. That's right. <laughs> That's what it's all, all right. about. I'm going to talk to you next week, sweetheart. I'll be back next week. Perfect. Look forward to it, honey. Thank you. Thank you. Pretty amazing. Go over and show him some love, you guys. A lot of this, you guys may not know this, but Brother O's been in the hospital and has been for quite a while waiting a heart transplant. And to be able to come here every week with such positive, you know, with with such positivity and sharing his thoughts and, you know, his whole outlook and, you know, being so uplifting is just amazing to me, knowing what he's going through. So applaud you, sir. You will deserve that award 10 million fold. And it's really funny. I should have told you this while you were on the air. But I think that, you know, one of the things you talked about is maybe they're going to make, someday they'll make it the Brother O Award, right? I, I'm, I'm, uh, remind me to talk about that next time you come on next week. All right? we got people online. I don't want to take up too much time. But remind me about that next week, and I'll, we'll talk about it. All right, our next caller. I'm going to go ahead and give the next three. We have 832-903 and 216. Those are our next three callers. So let's go ahead and get Soldier Blue on the line, even though I'm sure he doesn't really want to be here, even though he called in. Uh, what? What am I doing on your next, show for, Nyla? <laughs> maybe next week. <laughs> Yeah, as I as I was telling you last week, the um, you ever, did you ever see that movie uh, Lost Boys? Yes. Okay, you remember the scene where his daughter's telling him, him being the old man, that they're fixing to have company. Says, "Oh, we mm-hmm. we had a company already." And it says, "Dad, that was nine years ago." Yeah, and now we're fishing to have company again. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm on. Why? No, I'm not, I'm not here. God, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I called in 15 years ago, and you're making me do it again already. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's too funny. Yeah, I love that show. Yeah. I love the old, that old man just made that show. Oh, I know he did. And so yeah, I like that was one of my favorites. Um, anyway, I, 
I've, I got one right here. Uh, poured over the wrought iron of dusk is the light of a fevered star. Ripple trails, shadows unmasked by the conscious force of being. Dreams, prayer songs upon waking in the dawn light. Gasoline. Dawn and dusk. Two halves to be whole. Balance and the walk of healing. Painted dimly upon your skin, which resolves into lines that make your face pressed into the flesh of day, or the signs of night, the seeds of what shall be somewhere in between the rows of corn husk and corn shuck, bean vines and musk melons, there lay the footprints of our peculiar children, red earthen woven and worn before they grew old, because they died. Washed hands and feet, all nice and neat in their mass grave, nombe badogike Nine straight days for the tens that were laid crooked. They will gather as smoke and mist beyond the river. Roots of trees near the edge of a river. Wind breathes with the trees, no one suspected a thing. Pebbles sharp sand, the drifting colors of white, tan, gold. Gold is summer, Bulgare. Tan is the elk hide, Darcy. Cleaned and cleansed with heat, solar tinge for proper footwear. White, oh, white, Wahiska. Oh, yeah, white as bones, chipped, weathered by sun and storm, never once discovered in their hiding place. Even when clothed with flesh and blood. A house for song and spirit. Oh, yeah. Lightning for the fireflies. Migage. The stars shine once again. The night songs die with evening's task. Just begun. Air, water. Shadows, the quiet pang of emptiness, fog, mm. descent from the heavens foretold, prophecies nested in baskets, sacrifices of bread and flesh. These are not the reeds of the select ethnic few. Red Earth remembers untold thousands 
slavery, shackles, fever, and disease, the marketable values of rage and rape, your words, the thunder crashed, the axe fell, the murdered millions, the faces of those who continue to fall even to this day, if you thought that the Indian Wars were over, you have not been paying attention. Moans of your sacrosanct retribution, your land of the free are still rising, still being brought into the light here. Just watch where falls the gaze of the even star. What's Amiga? Dying time is at hand, and we are here, still among the living. Your living regret instead of a noble memory. Colors picked clean, we can't use them anymore. Plastics wrapped, gleaming plastic sheen. Our fevered stars burn upon your religious holidays. A resurrection in it. Yeah, what would it be if one night at dreaming heights in darkness, heavy with dreams, songs without sleep, our ancestors all came back. Wamom Shirthir. Shake up what you call Earth, wouldn't it? Ravens, crows, and dark stars. Fevered in the night, we know them all. We know them well. Gaki. Gaki Tronga Migaki. We are the ghost road born. We are singing. We are not alone. And we are always walking our way home. In peace. Wow. Fantastic job on that, Soldier Blue. Thank you. You are very welcome. That's so, uh, just a different look at some of the things that seem to be, you know, taken for granted or you know, shown in a casual light, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Are you going to read two tonight or just the one? Uh, I think just that one for now. I got a got some more, but it's just I don't know. Well, that's pretty good and for someone who didn't even want to be here. All <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't push it, right? <laughs> Even though you dialed there in. There <laughs> you go. <laughs> oh, too funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got it. I got some more. I mean, I got one that's uh, I've uh, kind of. That's kind of an interesting piece. It's basically about roads. 
death, airs, darkness, wafting sweet with just a hint of bitterness. Smoke without light, Dagon, Schwarze, Hornwaffel. The smoke of night songs, the thrall of bones, dancing, clicking, thoughtfully. As if ancient tree limbs, twigs ready for the fire. Scoop the resin made for dreaming. And we can walk beneath a different sky. We are close to the edge, dying, marking time, mile after mile, no rest, no respite. Dogged endurance, we keep walking. Marrow forms of consciousness, ravens sweep through the night, stealing starlight for silver, reminding those mindful enough of what slavery is. Rusty chains can't hold us, raging flames can't mold us, boy. We are driven by desperate dreams to survive. Among the black shadows, water sounds in the shallows, they search for us. Bones and asphalt, we are still here. Hot topic, sticky stones, we become those left behind. Gake Tonga, the ravens keep us within their eyes. Their claws around our hearts, sending them back under creation. Silence the pale skinned avarice. Choose to fill the void of winter wind, still muzzling the sun. A new day, a new fear, home. Tragedy, distress. Tears for everyone. Plush toy. Memorial bridges reveal the newly dead. Echoes of every older ghost, Uber, 9,864 children, Red Earth, we hear the bombs drop in Eastern Europe. So, when will it be over? We must gather and ask the ravens and crows, Gaki. Waboski Ivaxi, Harvester of Bones, Wagi. We're the bones dropped to the left as the remains of our children surface in mass graves. Kill the Indians, save the man. Sunflowers turn to the sun, they do not go blind. Seeds ripen, petals shine, summer growth. The three sisters, always something to eat. We are always thankful. Fire speak, beite, smoke travels across borders, shorts it. No one's asking for ID. Is a thread of recognizable scent. Thorn. Blue skies tread lightly as the road becomes indecipherable from the burnt and ashen. Dasuda, the ground of signs of commercial travel, shine like litter. The ditches of sour earth and feral animals, the ones you abused before they finally escaped, the 
clawing grasp of your ignorance. New laws for pain, like it wasn't self-evident before. Nothingness and the beat goes on much as before. The arrogant always looking for a loophole for their investment, the future of the living forest. Amazonian people, basin or otherwise, the Yanomami, the Kiwa, and all those as yet to be known beyond locality. Northern climes, red earth, we are very familiar with misnomers, wrong-minded names, accents of social stereotype disease, the PC-isms, yours, not ours. Red Earth does not need them to be functional. Echoes of every older ghost. A wisp of smoke. A breath. Of breath of smoke, neon we breathe. Careful shadows, careful steps of the dance. We dance on deserted highways after midnight. Beneath the silver pierce of deadened star dims. There is that place between dark and dawning sun. Me where the eternal can be found. Have you found it yet? I mean, blood flows over the bones. It is not a request. Keep it to yourself. Sunshine, weather rhymes, starlit breeze, handprints on the water, no Objectionable stats as to how clean it is. Water looking like asphalt, ancestral faces litter the wives. Waves, ripples, speaking in languages stolen before we were born. Ripped out by roots connected to our veins. One word, a reflection of the other. Substance, sustenance, it is our flesh that part of us is human. Still, we must not forget the being of our being here, that of spirit. It is what our body carries place to place, the significance of prayer. We... And we are left with the thoughts that become who we have been as we remember who we are. Our hearts are always full, don't We have the meanings left for us in the form of petroglyphs. You would call them rock art. We call them messages from home. Bones lift in a semblance of movement. Dawn escapes its moment. Still, we have found the morning star. 
Watch it, oh God. So we stand ready with our smoke and our prayers. It is a time of travel to places where roads don't matter, where the highway lays between trees, high hills, bete, site. We will walk where we have always walked. No lines, no boundaries, no bonds. We are the free. We are the blood-born. Blood calls to blood while being. We are the ghost road born. Wow. Fantastic read, sweetheart. Thank you. You're very, very welcome. All right. Tell everyone how to find you. Oh, okay. And uh, <laughs> you can find me on Facebook as uh, Rafe Wild at Facebook, and then down in parentheses it says Soldier Blue. And then also I'm in a, always uh, continuously updating on uh, my uh, podcast, Red Earth One. You can uh, find it on Google and iTunes and I think altogether about eight different platforms. But now they've added a new feature, and I'm going to be testing it out and see what I can do with it. They now, through the same uh, app that I'm using, have uh, added the medium of video podcast. So I'm like saying I'm gonna be checking that out and see, you know, just exactly what I can do with it, and uh, you know, maybe, uh, well, not maybe, but definitely make at least a couple of uh, uh, entries on that on that level as well. That is awesome. So, yeah, it's kind of cool. It is very cool. I'm excited about that. You will keep us well, like posted. Like I said, right? I'll let you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Once I once I have them in finished form and I can uh, look at them without uh, being totally embarrassed, you know, then yeah, I'll, I'll let. I'll let it's not like we're gonna rifle through your underwear drawer. <laughs> but then again, I'm not saying yeah, we're not well, you know, either. So just you never so you know. know, man. <laughs> so, but there you have it. You know, like I say, that's what I'm. That's what I'm working on. That's what I'm working towards. So it looks like I say it looks like some good uh, things happening. Oh, uh, I've, this is just this is still in uh, formative stages, uh, but it looks like I'm going to be able to uh, get some of my works published, as well as to uh, formulate with another young lady who's of the Muscogee people a game of chance in uh, my people's language. So that'll, oh, wow. be, that'll be interesting times uh, getting that all together as well. So probably that that one's going to take a bit. Uh, we're 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 like I say we're just in the beginning stages at the moment trying to uh, figure out you know the direction we want to take in um, in with both both of those uh, collaborations and uh, you know try to basically just take it step by step uh, in a respectful manner and. Very cool. You know, the present the uh, present. You know, these uh, these two uh, offerings. Uh, probably about eh, 
uh, about four, four, maybe five months from now, in you know, in a good way. So. That's incredible. I still need you to find so out that, what the feminine word is for storm. Well, we don't have that, actually. Well, find it, find it, I, make it up. I, I don't care. I won't know. How do I know? No. We, <laughs> well, but see, that's that's we, we we don't do that either. We 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 have an adaptive language. Shaw's I can tell you that much. That's what it is. I got it. But, okay, we're good. But, I'll use that. No, but like I say, that means that's what I'm telling you. Like the, the see, we like I say my people deal more with like the with the, with the various winds, and we also deal with rivers and and bodies of water. So because find out if there plains. was a girl baby born and and you they were going to name her after a storm. What would they call her? Find that out. There's got to be something like that. Well, they have actually they have a more formulated uh, means of, of naming uh, first daughters or second daughters or third uh, third child amongst my people. And Do you want to hear a horrible say, joke? Hmm. Will you stop talking to me if I tell you my horrible joke about Native Americans naming babies? No, I've already trust me. I've already heard heard most of them. That's okay. <laughs> I can't say it because it's got a potty word. You would love it though. It's really cute. It's about hey, the, you know. the chief going out and holding up the baby, or the medicine man going out and holding up the yeah. baby in the air and closing his eyes, and he opens his eyes, and the first thing he sees is what's what's um, what he names the baby. And the little kids uh-huh. asking him, "How do you name the babies?" And he goes, "Yeah." Yep. So that's that was the joke. I'll tell you the punchline. I'll email you the punchline. Oh, right. It's cute. Okay. But uh, like I say, the, like the, the, the Pueblo people and the the uh, uh, the uh, Diné, the, the Navajo, they have many different uh, female names for for different kinds of rainstorms. Okay, so I will get on Google and find or uh, Facebook and find a, yeah. a Navajo group. Like I say, they've okay. got a, they've got a they've got a lot of them. Perfect. All right. Thank you for that. All right. Tell sure. them your Facebook page again, love. Okay, you can find me on Facebook. Rafe, uh, it's Rafe Wild on Facebook at Facebook. How we say that? And uh, then underneath in parentheses it says Soldier Blue, and that's me. And then again, like I say, the, the the two concrete forms that you can find me in is that page, and my podcast Red Earth One. Perfect. Thank you, Soldier Blue. You're amazing. I'll talk to you yes, next week. Huh? Thank you. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> All right. Okay. Take care of yourself, you too, honey. Thank you. Our next caller comes from area code nine oh three. Nine oh three, you are on the air. Hello, Nyla. This is Eric Shaman. How are you doing? Eric, darling, I'm doing awesome. Did did uh, your dad rent you that room with the hot tub so you could call in tonight? Yeah, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did he did let me he did let me get off at one today. I went to Hugo, Oklahoma. And it's several hours away, and they didn't know if I was going to have time. Uh, but, yeah, we didn't actually travel today. We're supposed to be traveling tomorrow. So. But uh, he did let me off, which is good. So He said he gave me the choice this time and said, you want to come to Hugo with me or you want to go uh, and stay and get on your show later? I was like, I'll just stay at my camp. I'm cool. <laughs> I love that your dad has made that, understands that that is a priority in your life, and your dad goes out of his way to make sure. I want want to kiss your daddy. I'm sorry. (laughs) I want want to wrap my arms around him and plant a big old smooch right on his face. 
Tell him go. I said that. Yeah, I told him. I will. Seriously, I told tell, him. Tell Daddy I said that. Kentucky Big old too. fat smooch yeah. right on the face, man. We're talking yeah, about face planting that guy. <laughs> yeah, I will. I'll tell him tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't live with him right now. So, but, uh, yeah, I will do that. That's That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, he just kind of laughed, and I told him that he wanted some can, uh, uh, cookies and uh, jam, I believe it was. He told me, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, that's cool. But, yeah, thank you. So, right now, that. we he are right around, right, in, right now, we are right around the hour, we're at an hour and 23 minutes left in the show. So, we're right around the halfway point in the three-hour show. So, you could actually pull this up and go to about an hour and 40 minutes and play this for your dad and let him listen to it. Yeah, I will. All right. Hi, Daddy. Definitely we love you. Do. Thank you for giving us Eric. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> Good. Thank Wait you. a minute. Wait a minute. Ready for this? All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> for your daddy. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I'll let him know tomorrow. <laughs> You'll like that. You'll laugh. It's okay. funny. All right, so I was a good boy, and I did my homework. So uh, awesome. I did uh, the Muse poem uh, that you sent us. The when when uh, that guy William Stafford wrote the when I met my muse or whatever. So I wrote my yeah. poem similar to that. So here we go. My muse first came to me by Eric Shulman. My muse first came to me. As a 14-year-old boy, after reading Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven, which mesmerized, hypnotized me with its madness, sadness, and gladness, with its obsessions, with its beautifully demented, mysterious, thought-provoking darkness, macabre, and vivid imagery of it. She first spoke to me, infusing my inspiration, and told me to start writing poetry and short stories after I read it, saying she would show me the way how to and what to write and when to be inspired and when not to. I could but only or but to only obey her beckoning and obliged as she always held true to her word. That's in peace. <laughs> I love it. You get an A plus on your homework and you get your name entered once again into the drawing. Congratulations. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> and I was gonna actually make my uh Muse a lot longer, but I just decided to make it shorter this time. But I might make it longer later because I got. I, I, I think that it, I think it does a really a good part. job. I thought it was great. Yeah, thank you. He played a big part in my inspiration. But I had my mom actually read to me when I was a kid in her womb as well, and that plays a part. But also, she read to me when I was a kid outside when I was an actual kid too. So, but that's so funny. Anyways, I'm so going I'm to not... read to my unborn baby to give him the chance to be the most normal human being I can make him. I'm going to read him Edgar Allan Poe. It explains a lot. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, that's one of them. <laughs> yeah, I love Poe too. Yep. Yeah. So I also did uh, haiku a day too. So I got several. Um, I'm just going to jump on one. So this is a. I actually wrote this today, so um, let's see, which one do I want? That one, I'll do it, yeah. All right, writing and reading, quite adventurous indeed, others and myself. So that's what I got. 
See, now you're officially teacher's pet for doing all your homework. You get to stay after school mm-hmm. and go out in the yard and clap the erasers together and make that big cloud of chalk dust and and yeah. Everyone take notes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Those were good times. Teacher's pet, teacher's pet. Thank you. I'm That's glad right. you did your homework nope. and you did a great job on them. You're welcome. And thank you for the writing props. Uh I still need. I'm still going to read. Uh, you're you're right. Uh, Bram Stoker actually wrote uh, Dracula, and Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein. I know you you correct yourself earlier, but you yeah. were right though. It was written in journals and memos and letters and telegrams. So, and it's really interesting. I actually read Dracula. It's kind of hard to read. It's like really dry, British dry, as I call it. Um, but I <laughs> also read another one called The Screwtape Letters, and it's actually a correspondent between the devil and uh, the uncle demon is the devil in this story. It's C.S. Lewis who wrote that. And there's a there's a nephew demon, and he's trying to convince this kid to basically lead him astray from leaving the church, but he doesn't want to make him do it. He wants to give him the idea. So he make he gives him a question and he and they write letters back and forth. It's very interesting correspondence. So it's interesting you're doing that too. So I was just saying that, and it and it's really cool and, and it's different too though. You know, same time, but but yeah, there's actually a whole lot of books that are uh, written uh, the letters of famous poets and and poetesses and and uh, writers and basically everybody. So it's pretty cool. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. And thanks so much for the program. No, I'm just yabbering. So I'll let the I'll let the next real poet come on. Don't even do that. I'll, I'll I know where you live. I'll take my damn research back. Uh oh. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> All right, Eric. Yep. Appreciate you so much, sweetheart. So glad you came and shared those tonight. And you're amazing. Thank you for doing your homework. Well, you're welcome. Thanks so much for giving me my homework and my writing prompts. It always helps me get out of my writing comfort zone, even though I write, you know, completely diverse. I'm actually writing a spiral notebook full of poetry for my nephew. He writes poetry. He's writing short stories on his own. He's writing short stories for Dungeons and Dragons right now. He's doing the theme or the plot or whatever. And uh, he, I, I taught him a few poems and poetry forms and terms uh sometime in the future i'm gonna try to get him on the show he doesn't live here he lives in oklahoma so i have to get that figured out too but that'd be cool he's 12 years old and he's already writing so and he wants me to write a whole spiral full of like 500 pages of poems so that he can have them for the rest of his life so i said yes but anyways yeah so i'm doing that too so, well, thanks for Don't everything. Don't forget your, your homework for this week, and I'm going to make a twist on yours. The homework I want, the prompt I want to make sure everybody writes to this week is <laughs> that it's on a tombstone in North Dakota is the prompt. But uh, I want yeah, you to I write it in a narrative storytelling format, no rhyming. Narrative, no rhyming? Okay. So write, yeah, Can I want you to write a prose poem, and I want that to be the title and in a narrative form, right. with no rhyming. Form. All right, gotcha. I'm writing it okay. down right now. Awesome. You Got are it. amazing. I love the way you just do as you're told. It's, it's awesome. 
All right, sweetheart. <laughs> Appreciate All right, you. Well, thank you. We'll night. talk to you next week. And tell Daddy I said thank talk you, to you next too. Week. Okay. Yeah. Bye bye. I'll have listen to listen into to the into the show tomorrow too. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All thank right. you. Have a good one. Talk to you later. You too. You're welcome. Bye. All right. Our next caller, Mama. Where's my mommy? I need my mommy. He's here. Oh, how are you, Mama? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. This is Vicki Aqua, well, our I'm poetic that, mama. Thank you. I'm glad that um, the last person uh, introduced me already. Um, <laughs> I didn't have to say, wait for the real poet? What did you say? <laughs> oh, I can hear him what? giggling right now. Thank, thank you, Eric. The real poet is here. Okay. <laughs> I got... Um, I got a piece pulled up already, so I'm just going to go ahead on in because I want to go in right away. Is that okay? Okay. Okay. It's not original thought. And it goes like this. Original thought. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think that we should think how we used to think? Or at least we used to think. What do you think? Isn't it time to think? Are your thoughts planted seeds from a need of someone's needs that no longer serves our needs? Do you know where you begin and where they end or where you end? Have you been programmed repeatedly? Have you a clue as to who you really are? Do your thoughts radiate fusion as does a star? Can you produce an original thought? Can't prove your point because it has not been written yet? Yet you know just because you just know, because you feel the cause is just where self begins deep within your gut, original man, original thoughts, not because someone said so, was not the cause of what was called the original sin. That's that piece. Original thought. That was incredible, Mama. Where does one begin and the other end? I love you. I'm so glad you're here tonight, and I know you're going to read too, right? I can. Yes, I'll ma'am. do. I'll do my. I'll do my rap. Okay. I am a dope challenge. I'm heavy like bell bars. I spit bars. I lift bars. Weight training be my words. Be heavy. I light fires when it's raining. Y'all are marshmallows roasting. All mellow, never yellow. I like boasting. I ain't scared. I like getting up in their grill. I like the thrill of getting up in your grill like a retainer, keeping your teeth straight. I'm the maintainer. I spaz on them, drop crabs on them, have them itching and twitching. That's why I call tails. I go last so my words won't get grabbed. Mama be pimping, no skimping. 
You just a sidekick. I'm never a side chick. You couldn't mess with me using Superman's blank. I'm beyond reason. Oh yeah, I'm marinated in this. I'm well seasoned. Old lyrics never die, old poets never quit. Mama older day did all wrong queen. Gangsters <laughs> learning in the building. <laughs> Do you have that memorized? Uh some most of it, yeah, I can kinda of glide through it. But uh, COVID wiped out all of my Frontal lobe. So <laughs> I'm struggling with it. Yeah, but I could I could do it. That's impressive. I don't know that I could. I only have a couple of my poems in my entire life memorized. Fantastic no, job, I don't Mama. Have, I don't have anything memorized per se. It's just that yeah. um, I know the next line, so I don't have to just be like staring at the phone and stuttering. I'll get it. I'll get it. <laughs> Uh, it was very strong performance for sure. Thank you. Okay, so that's it. I got one more if you want to hear it. So, well, we've got about eight callers on hold still, so we have okay, to keep we, it at the we, two. Will you hear it next time? Yeah, please. Okay, I have. And I love you, and okay. I miss you, and you sound good, and I love you. Well, call me because I miss you, and it's like I don't like waiting all the way to Thursday just to find out what's going on with you. Okay, I'll call you this week. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. All right, our next caller comes from area code 719, excuse me, 419. 419, you're on the air. 419, are you with me? 419. Did I put them to sleep? 419. Rebel Jones? Rebel? Rebel Jones? All right, we'll come back and check. Check with him. He may be muted. Let's go ahead and grab two, one, or excuse me. I told you I'm dyslexic with numbers. 519. 519, are you with me? I'm with you. How are you doing, Bob? Oh, not too bad. Uh it's just not normal. Whatever an 88 is, that's normal. <laughs> uh, I have a little shocker for you tonight. Okay. I wrote this at 7.30, and it's called The Speakeasy Cafe. Aha. And this is for you. Here's a program you should hear with poems that will make you shed a tear. Here you'll find good poets of all kinds passing what is on their minds. So call in now if you wish to hear best poets appearing here. And call into the Speakeasy Cafe if you really want to make your day. There you go. I could not possibly adore you any more than I already do at this moment. (laughs) I love I that might, so much. I'm glad you liked it. I wasn't sure, but I, I, I didn't know if I'd shock you or not, to be <laughs> honest. But I tried. Did it shock I, you? I, I, I don't know if it was so much shocked as absolutely pure delight. Oh, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Okay, I'm going down to another. Oh, damn. This one isn't 
I'm having trouble here tonight. I don't know why. Uh, let me just see if I can get this out of the way here for you. Mm-hmm. This one won't let me out. Uh, a second. i got to get rid of this. Otherwise, how are you doing, dear? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. It's been a great week. Yeah. yeah. And? That's probably it. It's just been a great week. <laughs> what, I made jam what? yesterday. Does that count? That's something you good. You had what? I made jam. I made blueberry jam yesterday. You didn't send me any. <sighs> See, that's what I'm going to be doing tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I, was just, I can't get out of this darn program. It won't let me out. So I, I know what I'll do. I'll just minimize it. There we go. And come on, minimize won't let me do anything. Uh-huh. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'll tell you a little, a little shorty, shorty. Um, and you were saying about the tomb, tombstone? Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's one you could put on it if you like. When you're born, you begin to write your epitaph, so make it a good one that everybody can remember you by. I love it. Yeah, good. I wish I'd get out of this thing, but it just won't go. Huh. Oh, well. Anyway, and that's, that was basically it. I was wondering if you'd, you know, enjoy it or not. But I'm glad you I think you it's did. awesome. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed yes, it. Yes, it made me smile. You have no idea. It just made me smile so big. Uh, well, I thought you deserved it. So I sat down and sat, I was kept meaning to write it for the last few days. And I sat at 7.30 when I thought, oh, she's coming on at 8. And I'll write it now. So I did. Did I? Did we do that one that I, I said to you I wrote when I was 8, same as you were? Yes, I think yes. we did. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we did. But anyway, that's, uh, this is most annoying because I can't get this one to do to go out and I got another little poem for you. Well, I can't see if I can get, uh, if I can find it out here somewhere. I, I want to so. ask you a question. In your photo albums on your page, there uh-huh. is a picture of a newspaper uh-huh. with a lady and kids sitting on the beach. What is that? A lady sitting on the beach, and that's in my kids. And it's in a newspaper. I think I know. That was a that was when I was younger. Uh, I was started. I was used to belong to a single parents group, and my job was arranging things for them. But I couldn't think of anything. And then one day, I'm driving down the road. This is going to sound impossible, but anyway. As you know, I think I told you I'm a psychic. Um, So what happened was I was driving by this farm, and for some reason I turned into it. Don't ask me why, because it's not something I had planned or anything. I didn't even know the people there. I walked up to the house, and I (laughs) said to the guy, this is going to sound stupid to you. Can I borrow your farm? And he looked at me in absolute shock. But he said, yes, you can. I said, what? He said, yes. 
He said, we're going away. My brother just committed suicide. He hung himself. So you can put the whole house and the, and the farm to use. So what I did was I started uh, a weekend camp for kids, and it's all single parents. And if you came and you couldn't afford to pay, you were still allowed to come. And we did a lot of things. We used to do movies there and everything else. And so the newspaper is a picture of that camp that you did? Yep. Wow, that's awesome. I knew there would be a story there. Yeah, well, there was. It was. It was. It was quite interesting, you know. It was just one of those things that you you don't realize you're doing until you do it, sort of thing. As I said, I I walked in there and I couldn't believe that I I don't know how I as I said I don't know how I turned into there, what happened or anything else, you know. But that's what it was. So well, very cool. Yeah. Anyway, I'm enjoying your show, and I'm glad you enjoyed the little poem I wrote for you. I did. So much, so much. (laughs) Did it make you cry? (laughs) You should see my smile. Yeah, I'm sure you would. Okay, I'm going to let you go, because I know you've got other people waiting, and I'll talk to you again next week. By the way, let me ask you a question before I go. I was sitting with my finger on the number one waiting for somebody to say push one. But actual fact, do you push one once you, you're connected? You can, yes. And then, okay, so that would put you in, in more in the line, because I called you at five to eight. But I didn't think to, you know, when they answered, I didn't think to push button one because I wouldn't. Yeah, as soon as, as soon as it connects, press one, and that will put you, that'll cue me to the fact that you want to come on live. Otherwise, your call sits there, and I don't bring you on because it doesn't let me know that you want to come on live. Yeah, so, yeah, I, always I, press one. And okay, only press it once because that. it'll put you in and take you out. If you press one again, it takes you out. Okay. So I'm next only week press one once. I'm, next week, if I may, I'd like to do a couple of uh Oh, one joke, one, and one maybe a little bit stronger, if that's all right with you. Absolutely. Okay, well, I'll let you go, because there's other people waiting, and they need their turn, too. So you <laughs> enjoy your evening, and thanks for listening. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate you so much. I appreciate you, too, dear. Thank you very much. You, too. Bye-bye. 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 All right, let's see if Rebel's back and unmuted. 419, are you with us? Hello. Hey. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Sorry, where you I were, but to... the abyss had gotten you. I was, no, I had to run to the bathroom. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you should have taken the phone. The bathroom has great acoustics. Just make sure we're muted. No, the time. I'm not comfortable. I am not comfortable <laughs> with that. No. Well, come on, we're family. <laughs> Can't, you know, you're sitting no, there that's, taking that's, a bath. Can't we all come sit on the floor and listen to you read poetry? Oh, my What's goodness. Wrong? No, that's terrible. <laughs> oh, you sound so cute right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's my, even in my house, like, my, my toilet is my sanction. I don't let anybody talk to me. I, and I have kids. They they know, like, dad's in the bathroom. We can't talk to him. There's, I don't like talking to people when I'm in there. It's weird. How many times you have kids, and we talked about this on last week's show, and I talked about how raising three boys, there was nothing, there was there was nothing sacred in my house. 
You know, they they didn't care. They just came and go as they went. And it was like, you, you know, have to lock the door. If there's no lock, put one foot against it and try to get my ass over the toilet at the same time and pray to God to <laughs> fall in, you know. But, no. And I get home from work and, you know, I run in the bathroom real quick and shut the door and there's three lips pressed against the door. You know. It's like, oh, my God. I'm also raising three boys, and we just bought a house this last year, a bigger house, because we adopted uh, my wife's nephew. He was in a bad place, and we rescued him. So we needed a bigger house, and I only, only, only agreed to buy the house, We to buy a new house if, and only if I had my own bathroom that I absolutely did not have to share with any little stinky, nasty little boys. I know, right? So that right? was the only condition of buying the house that we have is that no nasty, shitty little boys is using my bathroom. So I would never clean my kids' bathroom. And I went in there oh, and I I start, there were toilet paper rolls all over the floor. And I would go and I started writing the dates. <laughs> On the toilet paper rolls. Did you clean the bathroom? Yeah. Did you clean the Why are there toilet paper rolls on the floor beside the toilet from six months ago? I refuse. I know what little boys do in those bathrooms, and I wasn't cleaning it. That was their job. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. I don't clean up after them little nasty asses. Not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> See, I give bathroom duty to my teenager, hoping he'll beat him straight to not leave the bathroom like that if he's the one that has to clean up after him. But oh, that's good logic. That hasn't happened yet. That hasn't happened yet. I cleaned it when they were babies, but once they turn into te- teenagers, there's no way. And I'm not going to share yeah. my bathroom with kids. I don't want to go in to take a shower nope. and step on my unborn grandchildren. Thank you very much. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, shit. She said that. I did say that. I said. <laughs> this might be the first time I ever turned red over the phone. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Only Nala. So, before I actually get into my piece, I got to tell you the shortest poem I ever wrote. Okay. It's called the, It's called The Saddest Story Ever Told. The Universe, A Motherless Child. Wow. That's good. That's a good one. (laughs) Uh, It's fun. It's fun writing short poems, isn't it? Because you have to have that impact Um, in there. You have to have the whole thing. Yeah. There's got to be a lot of content. There has to be Mm -hmm. a lot of content in just a few words. Like bullets. Yeah. So the piece I brought to you tonight does not have a title. It's just, I feel like it's just a mad tangent. So maybe we'll call it that, a mad rebel tangent. That is actually a poetry poetry form, and it was made popular by Sylvia Plath. It's called The Rant. You know what? The first book I ever decided to write, and I'm, I never published it, but it was called Rants of a Madman. Well, now you need to finish it. I know. See, you're going to bring back nostalgic ideas, see? <laughs> All right, so this is a mad rebel man. Uh, ra- uh, blah, blah, blah. It's a mad rebel tangent. 
I walk in madness, and my thoughts are like voices that appear to me in my head and command me to think what I am supposed to think. They tell me what I am supposed to feel. They tell me where I am supposed to go. These are my thoughts, but are they really my own? I once was lost, and still I am, but here I sit just a little more found as I age and grow and learn a little more about this world and this thing that we call life. Still not too sure what to do with this, but here I am, and here I sit, and here I walk, and here I reach out far as I can reach just to continue to grow as a man and as a soul. My grandmother once said, the day you stop learning is the day you stop living. I second that. Because there once was a day in the not-so-distant past that I decided nothing more was worth living for. For I decided it was the day I was going to take my last breath. And the mind then stopped in attaining what I once took for granted. Because there was nothing worthy anymore to continue going on for in my mind, and nothing worth continuing to fight for in this insane world. And once again, here he sits, it is me, given a second chance, because knowledge wasn't, knowledge wasn't done with me, and neither was sister wisdom or life's tumultuous yet beautiful process of teaching me. When the mind is wild and the pen is idle, this is when insanity seeps in and takes control of we, I mean I, and dictates which way we, I mean I, will go. It's a struggle to hang on to even a little to what little of me still remains in here. Poem. That was intense. Yeah, that needs to go in your book. That, um, wow, I felt like I just got stuff off my chest reading that. You could tell. The way you were <laughs> reading it, you were into that shit. That was awesome. Oh. I mean, seriously awesome. <laughs> Thank you. I might have to, is there a replay on this? Because I might have to go back and listen to yeah, it. Yeah, you're sure actually right at the top of the hour, a little bit before that. So if you oh, go sweet. to the archive show... It's three hours long. Go to right about the beginning of the third hour, and you'll be able to hear it. That's so eerie to me. I'm not even sure what happened right now, but <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, yeah. Go back and listen to it. You'll see what you'll hear. What I heard. You, your delivery was amazing. Yes. You're, you can, you could just, yeah, awesome. Thank you. You're very welcome. Todd's telling um, you in the chat room that you crushed it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, Very cool. You gonna I, read too? Uh, yeah, I I did want to actually. Why do I feel like I need to clean the shower after you reading that one? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That one was intense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Let me. Okay, here we go. This one's called, um, Us. Ooh, I see you, baby. And I see you're here to play games with me, but you see, it's not the type of games that are played conventionally, no. 
This is commonly called sexual, but I feel your energy, girl. It's chaos all over the place, and I'm with it. I'm game. Yeah. A little bit of slowing down and fast again and slowing down. And now you're asking me how long do I plan on being here, too. But I have not even yet touched the depths of your abyss. I want more than just your body in a wet, trembling mess. I want to finger through the details of your mind and its spiritual counterpart to search its history. My tongue doesn't just wish to explore your body, but it wishes to taste the stories of your soul and learn the wisdom of your ancestors. You get stormy at every touch in your valleys as they flood. I touch your mounds and everything suddenly changes. I kiss your forehead, you know, right upon where your pineal gland stays lying, and I'm laying the seed of a kiss that moves its way up to the point of your femininity as I prepare to engulf my masculinity. I want to speak silently to the passion that drives you. I want to speak the language of the past ones that we never truly spoken from the flesh. You and I feel what resides inside as it is present. I see it's outlined in smoke from the blunt as it swirls in circulation to the atmosphere. When it fades away, it fades away into a message to the stars. That two souls destined to be meet again in these times when the spirit inside wishes to express itself again. It calls for a majestic, blessed pen to poetically raise its voice to the world that chooses to listen to something different than the program of daily living and breathing and seeing... Ah, as I say these things with an understanding and an inner and overstanding of things that I say, I know I'll never go mainstream in poetry because the things that I say are only the things that people only think because most are afraid to let the voice from within speak out. I understand. Yes, I understand that in this very moment, this very instant, you and I are more than just king and queens, more than just man and woman, but in sync with what the cosmos have pre-written since the first breath of the creator exhaled its first universe, where you and I would one day exist in more than just notions and thoughts. And that's that piece. That was incredible. Thank you. You had me at chaos sex. <laughs> yeah, that part. <laughs> Thank you for bringing me back to reality throughout the poem. I'm better now. <laughs> um, that was I, awesome. I don't even know. I'm not. Well, I guess we could kind of know where my headspace was in that piece, but. My mind, my mind goes into tangents sometimes from left and right and all sorts of directions, and it ends up falling into a lot of my poems. But a lot of times it just works, you know. Mhm. You know that's why you should definitely. I mean, I always talk about writer's discipline and things that we have to do, that we need to do, um, to help ourselves grow as a writer. You know, and we need to do things 
besides just sitting down to write a poem. We need to do things to help that process along. And one of the things, you know, I'm always talking about writing a haiku a day, but I think for you, if you were to get a journal and do nothing but free write in it for five minutes every day, hide it in the bathroom. That's your, that's the you time, right? So keep a journal yeah. in your bathroom, and when you, you know, you're sitting there with, well, you can't really do a lot of multitasking, you know, grab your journal and write for five minutes whatever's in your head, whatever's in your mind. Just let it, let it dump out onto the paper. You know, <laughs> you know what's funny is, <laughs> as a as a teenager and a young adult, I used to write um, rap lyrics for friends that would go rap them, right? Because mm-hmm. I wasn't in this shit. I'm, I'm a white boy, but I'm just good with the pen. So I came out with my best stuff, like, when I was in the bathroom shitting. So I <laughs> literally had a pile of notebooks, and on top of that pile, wrapped in rubber bands, was called My Dookie Rhymes. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. You have to write that book. You have to write that book. You have to write that book. <laughs> Yeah, it was by Dookie Rhymes. I used to write the best rap songs sitting on the shitter. That would not make an amazing book. I never even thought about doing that. You have to, and then underneath can be, you know, poems (laughs) written in the bathroom. Oh, man. Or poems written in my sanctuary or whatever. You have to start pulling those out and put that together. You have to do that. I have to see it. Man, I have to own that. I'll work on that. I'll work on that. I'm working on a few projects right now, a few books. I'm actually I don't step- care what you're doing. When Put you all the rest of that down and do this. When <laughs> you talk about telling people where to find me, I'm like, I'm, if you can find the cave in the in the deepest cave in the farthest back mountain, you might find me. I've stepped away from social media for the most part, and I've just wanted to focus. I'm writing five different books right now, and it's, I need to... I need some self-control and discipline. Okay, six. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> I need some discipline, though, and some self-control. And when you add the Internet and social media in there, that's, it's hard to do with a mind like mine. So. Yep. I get involved in too much. So you can find him here, guys, until he's done doing his six books. Or if you find that cave in the deepest mountain. Or the, the farthest back mountain, the deepest cave, you might find I me I probably there. will. I'm heading out in some paleontology digs this summer, so I could, I could run Writing across Writing in a tiny way. notebook next to a campfire <laughs> and wrapped in little leaves. <laughs> Todd says, bad assery right there about your last poem, by the way, in chat. Oh, thank you very you. much. <laughs> Appreciate you, everybody. Appreciate you, Rebel. Thank you for being here tonight. It was great talking to you. And tell your voice to clean your bathroom. If I find a radio signal from my mountainous cave, um, I will call back next week. (laughs) Awesome. Do it. (laughs) Thank you, sweetheart. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Bye. Bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 315. 315, you're on the air. Hey, Natalie, what are you doing? I am hosting a radio show. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. (laughs) Oh, okay, I'm doing great. That's good. good. It's good to hear from you, you, sweetheart. Yeah, I know, babe. You know, it's it's my process, you know what I mean? Last year (laughs) I got, like, really, I I got really just completely disillusioned with social media. 
And, uh, you know, I was playing, I was playing my guitars all the time and I just said, screw it. You know, I didn't, I didn't come on my or Facebook for a long time. And then, uh, recently, I don't know, I just went through another creative boost, but it's a lot of it's because of you. I got to tell you right now, I plucked out a box of yours when, uh, you were going out, you know, talking about poetry month and, and uh, I clicked on these uh, props that I just looked at it, and all of a sudden something happened, and I used every single one of them. So this poem actually that I wanted, one of the poems I want to read is actually collaboration really between me and you because they they were awesome, and uh, I think an awesome story came out of it. So, I'm excited. I want to hear it. Well, this and this enters you into the drawing, by the way, just so you know, because you've done your homework oh, and you're reading it on the air. That, that's good. I just I, I just enjoy being here again, you know. So, you know, that's all I want to say. But uh, I call this one Prompts from Nyla. Silently I hold my tongue behind rolled back eyes, my ode to the pointy finger, displaced anger that spews from your disgruntled lips. How soon you have forgotten our attraction, the time when your chaos met mine. And now that wagging figure makes no like like a strange child reaching, reaching for conclusions to feed your delusions, your worst decision ever. There's a sadness at the window of my soul as I come to the realization that you are not you anymore. This mask is all that's left. I stand before a stranger speaking in tongues as fires once blazing become extinguished. Death has no country in the land of the other me. These muted sounds from my mouth is indicative of a slow building rage. And then the realization is like an uppercut to my gut. You are now merely someone I used to love, like shocking news of the day, when I'm left walking through a stranger's dream. And poem. Wow. You know that it's well written when I'm listening to it and everything flows together so well, I'm not catching all the prompts. Kudos. Well, awesome job. Awesome job. Awesome job. I should have put them all in, uh, actually, probably in quotations. But uh, Well, I can't see the quotations when you're reading, love. Yeah. No, no, no. I should have done that <laughs> when I posted it. When you posted it. <laughs> yeah, I should have done that. But no, I'll, I'll was, see them when I'm, when I'm reading it. I'll see it. But I was your... just... <laughs> I'll, I'll see when I read it. Yeah, well, you take credit for a collaboration there. <laughs> well, I think that is an incredible piece, and that's one of the things I absolutely love about what I do. That's probably my biggest payback over the 15 years is when you guys, I throw something out there, and you guys do something with it and bring it back and share it with me because, I, I don't know, that's just, it's just, that's my thing. I, I get off on that. I absolutely well, love you know, seeing what grows out of inspiration. I know you do, and um, I've been writing a bunch of stuff lately. <laughs> it's just, I, wrote, I wrote something about the, the seagulls uh, the other day and, and posted it in, on your page. So I've, I've got, like, several of them in there. But, uh, I've... well, go oh, ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I haven't read them all yet. I've got, I see them oh. on there, and I've been checking them every day because I don't have, with yeah. what I'm doing right now, I don't have a lot of time to spend on the computer every day, and so oh, I'm not on every day like I used to be. So, right. But it's going to be a lot of fun here at the you know end of the I, month uh, grabbing all you guys' stuff. <laughs> I just want to let you know I see them, you know what I mean? So, I came well, I've seen that you've seen them, and I'm excited you've been writing to them. And, and uh, you know, it's a 
crime against humanity if you're not writing. So I'm really glad you are again. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said, it's a, I have a process that I, I have to get, like, enraged about something sometimes or, you know, I got I got to sit back. I've, like, I've got a whole uh, Samsung Notes. I've got, like, probably 40 things in there that I just wrote down, like, three, four lines of something I, that I had absolutely had to remember. You know what I mean? And, uh, and, and, some, and then I'll go back and maybe tool around with them. But, you would you do know, really going. well with the pick apart a prompt writing exercise where you take the 12 prompts and mm-hmm. write the first one on the page and instead of writing a poem to it, sit and write six different ideas of poems you could write to it. You should try that for the next yeah. couple of weeks. So before oh, you, know you sit down to write to them, write six different poems you could write and then when you come back and read it, tell me what happened when you were writing it, how you started writing it. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Okay. Awesome. And uh, I got I got I got this one here because this is kind of like what I was talking about that, that, that happened last year, you know, leading up until now. But it's called "What Happened to Paradise." Everybody's fighting and feuding and brooding and alluding to crazy things that have no merit unless the merit's meant to scare us. When we all should be embarrassed, lines being drawn in the sand by confused hands buckling down to their clan. Fears of landing outside their tribes that also ran. Scared of being banned. We've been flimmed and flammed by a divisive scam to build a metaphorical dam between friends and fam. Look deeper. It's a sham. What happened to paradise? What happened to the love and laughter we used to sprinkle on our family and friends? Love with no end. Who we would vehemently defend. Inviting hand we would lend when their lives began to descend. Their broken wills we would mend until they began to ascend once again. It's the death of love. There is no pain that can be verbally explained to depict the emptiness of one's heart that's been completely drained, dissolved like paper mache in the rain, that have felt the disdain of words spoken in vain. The realization that you no longer remain a loved one. We've become a society devoid of patience, of compassion, of a supporting arm wrapped around broken shoulders that once were boulders, now disillusioned, reshaped by the molders, those dirty laundry folders. When did it change? When did all our connections become estranged? When did we sideline laughter for pain? When did words become weapons of vast deception and terse inflection void of any affection? With just a little reflection, we could stop this infection. Maybe we should all take a deep breath. Inhale the sense of spring after a long, cold winter's death. Spring is a rebirth giving breath. When did leaves were all that were left? A forest floor covered in green has no room for the choking weeds of meaning. Let's experience a rebirth of life in its infancy. Taking all the vibrancy of Mother Nature's perfect symphony, free songs from the birds, colors that would be muted with words, now trampled by delusional fools like stampeding herds. Somehow we have to get back to sanity for the sake of humanity, practice more humility, and a lot less vanity before it all comes crashing down. In a bitter calamity. And poem. Fantastic job, Todd. Thank you. That was intense. Wow. Thank you, sweetheart. You are very welcome. I'm glad you called in. It's been too long. I'm glad you're writing again. I'm glad you're sharing. I'm gonna I'm gonna really try to to get in there every week again. You know? It's 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 tough sometimes. 
And thank you, by the way, for being one of our sponsors for the show this year, too, as well. well no, of course. You know, I mean, of course. I don't, you know, I love this place. It's just uh, lately, you know, like I said, right up until, I don't know, a couple months ago, I just felt like writing again. You know what I mean? Being creative again this year. You know, and that's okay. A lot of people, a lot of times, they think that happens because they have writer's block. But there are no rules on being a creative person. You know, sometimes when you're not creating, it's because you need to be listening. You need to be discovering right. things. You need to be, you know, well, that's you what are what you I've are. Been... And if you are a creative person, you will always come back to it. You see, my, my thing that drags me back in is I listen to heavy blues rock, you know what I mean? Like I put my, at work, I put my earbuds in while I'm working, and and that's what gets me, you know, it's, it, it puts me in songwriting mode, it puts me in lyric mode, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what, it, it gets me re-motivated again. And that's what, you know, that's what I've been doing lately. And, so now I know you know, what to come and post on your page whenever I, I see you slacking off. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're welcome on my page anytime you want. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Tell everyone how to find you. Um, basically, right now, you know, it's still just on Facebook. It, uh, I think it's, I, I think it's Todd A. Carter on Facebook. And, you know, I've got some other platforms, but I really don't do anything with any of the other ones that I have, Blackspot or any of them. I probably should, but you know, I haven't. So. Geez, I even did some of your other homework. You said you said uh, mention what book you're reading. I'm reading uh, Recessional, The Death of Free Speech and the Cost of a Free Lunch by David Mamet. That is awesome. I'm writing that down, and I'm going to look it up. And I and, and you want to hear my shortest, shortest poem I ever wrote? Sure. I felt it shut down. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. You guys yeah. are killing me. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next you week. Take, you, you take care, though. Yeah, I, I will be here next week. Thank I'll, you, I'll Todd. Have, I'll have something. I'll have something epic. I hope because I'm working on okay. something right now, but I got I got stuck on it. So. <laughs> Perfect. All right. I'll look. I'll look forward to yeah. that. Thank All you. Right, have a good night. You too. All right. Have our next caller comes from area code five four zero five four zero. You're on the air. Five four zero. That is Larry Shepard. Okay, let's go ahead. We are going to come back and try to get Larry. Let me mark that down so. This is, this is me stalling very poorly. Okay, there we go. All right. Let's go ahead and take area code 203. 203, you're on the air. Hi, Nyla. This is Tammy. Hey, Tam. My goodness, girl. It's good to hear from you. Oh, thank you. Nice to hear you guys, too. What are you sharing so, with us tonight? Um, I actually started writing for Poetry Month, so I have a couple pieces. I have called the first one Borders. What is going on with these lines that run up and down, left and right, zigzag and diagonal, in circles with blinders and obstacles, 
trying to cut off resources of dimensions in hopes of to draw the lucky card of extensions, as if I was a fencer cutting my chances in half. Redirections traveling como un avión upward toward the skies, I attempt to delay traveling off the grid to rid myself of common fallacies and shake off paralysis to burn those calories to reach other galaxies. New worlds and perspectives rid the system of additives to approach consumption to clean eating. String beans, navy beans, cannellinis. Can only, yes I can, I can tow lines, go through boundaries to the beat of my own liking. Touch people with whom I normally would never interact. Those whom I deem evil, I would treat like a quarterback, and you best believe I would sack, tackled so far back that a movement forward becomes a bowel movement all down that back. A stick in the mud called Bud, hang your coat on the rack, call it a day, running lines for miles has me desperately in need of a nap. Money, making money to avoid an A to B out of democracy to something else so crazy, buying my way through life to remain so free and believe whatever it is that I choose to believe. Freedom, power, morals, make it something pretty with florals, police brutality, religious beliefs, and political views. They have grown so much bigger like they need to be muted, viewed to the, to the thought about, then reviewed. Uh, popularity comes into play and it gets all, it gets it all pursued as if you were in lieu of the prize. Like high-tech security systems, red beams delineating the importance of all, of all it protects. Cross one of those lines and get burnt from fire. Call those values a firing squad on the front line. That's um, orders. I have another one called Cold Heart. War, a tour of duty and the things a soldier sees. The decaying of life a bomb will bring. Burying a dearly departed in the trenches where the fighting remains. Huddled in the basement of a quote-unquote makeshift shelter. Families unbeknownst to them do not know if life or death taps on the door. The collapse of buildings where homes once stood. Missing family members beneath the rubble of it all. All these things cause a cold, cold heart for a person to stay alive within the walls of chaos. To survive one day to talk about it. Words do not come, or they will not come easy if they come at all. Tears well up in the hollows of eye sockets, pulling to drown the visions before the mouth opens to speak. The stories that come are not for the faint of heart, oh no. Not for an ear to hear, but humanity has a need to heal, so the need to tell is high. A heart bleeds to the point to find is dry, but the pain is preserved, as if entombed like an embalming, buried. A cold heart does melt feeling. The aloofness found in distance all the way from top shelves hidden will rear an ugly head to be dealt with. When the desire to live commences, eventually things that are cold can melt, but the cracking of throats, as if they are sore, say names not said in some time. Having lost home, loved ones, and memories from a conflict causes lives to change forever and life turns cold because the last thing you remember is the fact you called out their name and no answer came. Cold heart. That's our piece. That was phenomenal. It has been so long since I have heard from you, and I am so glad you are here tonight. You have no idea. And I was just thinking about that the other day because I, I was reading something you had posted, and it's like, you know, I need to get on her and get her back in here. <laughs> 
you know, I come around every once in a blow. <laughs> and I, I've seen you in the lineup occasionally too, mm-hmm. but you know, you it's like you always go away after a bit. Yeah, well, I I actually wake up super early. Sometimes I wake up um, very early to get on. I work from home, but I try to get online early and get some stuff done. So I end up like seeing if I could get in or listen to a little poetry, and then when it's time to go to bed, I'm out. But um, you know, I I am enjoying poetry month. I'm trying to catch up my thirty thirty. I actually got up to twelve, so if I can make it up, I will finish my thirty or thirty before the end. That would be cool. Well, I think yeah. I'm excited for you. I'm glad you're doing that. And um... thank you. It was hard to write for a while because I suffered a loss in my family. And uh, and when you write about it, when you write at that time, all you're doing is writing about your loss. Everything's about the loss till you could finally swallow without it being so hard. And then finally you could, find, you know, see the sun again and you start writing about other things like you used to. So it took me a mm-hmm. while. It's hard. Yeah. I know it is very hard. Yeah. It's in the world but, here, too. Yeah, yeah. But um, I enjoyed delivering a couple pieces, hearing uh, it's something that I had in common with the last two artists. Do you, did you notice any common denominator? <laughs> what was that? The word chaos. I love that word. I know. Didn't you hear it like in the last three people? Well, including myself. <laughs> Um, I didn't catch it in all three, to be actually honest, but now I'm going to have to go back and listen. Thank you for giving me more homework. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got to write a poem about chaos. <laughs> Every poem I write is about chaos. You're right. You're right. But um, it's nice to chat with you. I don't want to hold up the line. Um, and, um, you know, I'm, in, I'm enjoying hearing what everybody spit their pieces. So thanks for continuing with the show and all you do. It's my pleasure, our pleasure. Thank you so much, Tammy. We'll talk to you soon, honey. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Love her. I have known her longer and been a fan of her work for longer than I've been doing this show. That's pretty awesome. All right, our next caller comes from 863. 863, you're on the air. Oh, that's Noreen. Noreen, I'm going to put you on hold, and I'm going to check with Larry. I can see if Larry's back with us, and then I will come back and get you. Larry, are you with us? Mr. Shepard? Five, four, zero. I will come back and check him. If I don't get him, and we have time, I'm going to hang up on him and call him and see if I can get him on. All right. Noreen, are you with us, honey? Um, um, yes. Yes. Hi. Hello, Nyla. <laughs> okay, hello. How you doing? I am wonderful. How are you, sweetheart? I'm doing good. And, and guess what? Um, 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 I couldn't, um, well, Craig didn't know, he could, didn't know if he could be make it next Tuesday. So I went ahead and, and, and asked Bill Peters. He said, yes, he'll be, he'll do the, he'll do, he'll be on my show Tuesday. Having that chat is with, very with cool. Poet Noreen. So is that going to be, you're doing that, when you do that, is there like a podcast to go back and watch or listen to or? 
Is there a recording of it after the fact? Um, yes, it's going to be a, a, a video. I'm doing it. Through, it's going to be a live stream, and and I will save it, and you can go back to it either on um, YouTube. You can go back on 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 my page or the Poetry Club. I'm going to awesome. live live stream it on three places. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. So, what do you have for us tonight? Okay, um, for Gary, um, I have. Um, Okay, laws of life erosion like mine. Okay. Um, th- there is a good time when there's no lid on a good and full trash can. I'm a lonesome coyote. I lost my hunting ground. I hunt all through the trash cans in this town. My mate is nowhere around. She can't find a private hole in the ground. My heart is broken. Someone has taken my hunting ground. I can't live the way I was born. I lost my mate. I might as well be dead. I may roam the rest of my life in the alleys of this town. I may never find for me a hole in the ground. The end. Wow. That was phenomenal. Yes. Yes. That and, was and phenomenal. Yes. He, he he got away with he got away with words and make you you know make you think. It's so profounding. Okay, and um and for me I have um I did a a, pro, a your, one of your poetry prompts um called how simple after all, and that's what I wrote on. It's just something simple. Okay, okay um okay how simple after all, be good and be gentle. Show love and kindness. Smile. Give a sincere, warm compliment. Say hello. Have a great day. Go for a walk and enjoy nature surrounding you. Make a new friend. Check on your neighbors. Read a book or some poetry to a stranger or to a friend. How simple, after all. Why can't people get it? How simple, after all. The end. How simple after all, indeed. Yes. Okay. And then I got I have a haiku. It's not nothing great. It's it um it's it um um some something you know, it's not all that great. Okay, it's um okay, it's called We Wait. We wait patiently until the storm blows over, the silence returns. The end. Aw. That was awesome. Oh, it is? Okay. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. You're very welcome. Okay. That was okay. incredible. All right, Thank sweetheart. You. Tell everyone how we can show you guys some love. Okay. You can find our um um our books on um Amazon dot com and you can find um us on our website, um Gary and Noreen um Snyder dot Whisk um, I mean I can't W I X dot com Front slash poetry, and you can find um, uh, Gary on ReverbNation dot com, Facebook dot com, and um, PoetryPoem dot com, and you can find me on Facebook dot com, um, ReverbNation dot com, and PoetryPoem dot com, and you can find both of us on Kofi dot com, K O dash F I dot com. And then, um, I mean, wait, wait, ko-fi.com, front slash, 
Gary and Noreen. Okay, and then you can find us on the Poetry Club, and then you can see um, hear us um, every Saturday night at four. Every uh, every Saturday afternoon at four o'clock, um, I'm doing the um, Poetry um, Facebook Live, and then um, you can you're gonna find me on on my new show. Have a um, wait, have a chat with Poet Noreen on Tuesday at seven o'clock Eastern Time. Very cool. All right, you guys go check out everything Noreen has going on. And, um, yeah, proud of you, proud of everything you're doing, honey. Okay, thank you. you told me and thank you to you and Gary both for also for being sponsors of the show this year. We appreciate you. Okay, thank you. It was our pleasure. Okay, the show meant a lot to us. <laughs> and make sure you put the link and stuff to your show before you're doing that on my page so people can find it, okay? Okay, because I did, right before the show started, I put it on there, the link. Awesome. All right, okay. sweetheart. Okay. I'll, I'll see you next um, Thursday. I'll see you Thursday, hon. Okay. Okay. See you later. All right. Okay. See you later. See you later. Our okay. next caller comes from area code 832. Uma, are you with us? 832, are you there? Oops, wait, wrong number. Not eight three two. Let me let me change that. So eight three two. I'm sorry, I grabbed you. You are not in the lineup. Yes, you are in the lineup, but you're not Uma. Um, let me change this. Eight six three. No, that is Uma. Eight three two. Let me unmute you again. I was right. So, <laughs> Uma, are you there, honey? Yes, I am. I am. I I thought I was uh, online and I went on talking to you. Um, that was a very powerful poem that Noreen has written. And thank you so much, Noreen, for sharing it with us. I hope you listen to what I'm going to be saying. Um, it's, it's very kind of you to have thought that others may be thinking that way, but we don't think it in those lines, Noreen, at all. Because when we are... Uh, you know, as such, we are missing so many other poets, and you are here to give new light to us and show the, you know, path, guiding light to all the rest of us. So don't you ever um, feel anything less than that. So that's what I wanted to share with them, and uh, I can move on with the new poem, that, or old poem that I would like to read um, one more time. Okay. And this is called, um, oh, well, I don't know. Um, I think I need to go back to another page. Yeah. It's um, magical, musical. Let me keep looking at this unopened gift that my beloved sent from yonder with love. I may not know what it holds, is that a letter or a box of gold tied in a beautiful velvety cloth, soft as fine as silk gold bordered, with a hue that matches the sky blue spreading a mild perfume of berries true, or apples in spring with rigor and swing, green and sour as would a mango bring. Each time I look at it, I hear him call me with love from days bygone yet as new. 
I hear him from the yard or from the stairs. I run outside or glancing through the window. I know it is your fragments that I so feel, Krishna. It is your love I carry in my heart when I close my eyes. I hear you play flute, spinning melodies, waving music to heal. Though I feel his kindness encompass my life in the darkest night, bringing the light of millions of stars sparkling the skies, sharing any trees with plenitude of smiles. Watch Lord Krishna flute music. Uh, well, it's a it's a link. It is there in my website. Very cool. One moment. I just had a. Hang on one second. I'm so sorry. Okay. I sorry. I just had a a thing pop pop up from uh, tech support. I had to get it out of the way. All right. That was that 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 was awesome. So sorry about that. That was just horrible. Mm-hmm. Totally not, knocked me off kilter. Thank you, Naila. You're very welcome. Are you what? Uh, are you going to read two tonight? Yeah, I can. There is another poem waiting, but it's a little longer. Unless you have a little longer time for me, that is. That's fine. Go ahead, because that. That last one, I got sidetracked while you were reading because of them texting me, and that was so not cool, so I need to hear another one. Spirit like a bacon. Beacon. Not a bacon. Beacon. Um, It's about someone whom I love and who gave birth to me. Like a bubbling spring, she was, or she is also, but it is about her childhood. The first time when I saw her, laughing, running, and playing, was she everywhere. It was as if you wanted to hold a bunch of flowers all in your hand. Some would go out into the cold as you handled them tender. She was ethereal, I thought, her spirit so bright and beaming. I saw some time later she was a soul that seemed many things like the river Ganga near Varanasi, she bears all the responsibilities. Like a vessel full to the brim, never showing if she is grim. Her people around her as if traveling in tranquil in a vessel. Like life is kind, but not always. When I saw her later, she was in a huge turmoil as if her vessel was struggling in a typhoon. Yet her poise was great as she served them with generosity generating out of her lovable spirit and bearing all the weight, yet never feeling afraid of the thunderous floods that followed. He left her company after a long life with care and spirit. Even when he could not get out of his bed, he supported her and her. Controlling with a glance, as kids were uneasy with the care bestowed as she rested on them and they grumped. She was shattered but not in spirit, standing against all odds. She supported her children and gave them solace and strength. Little does she reflect on the unstoppable past. She, like a guiding light, is always showing the path, following his lessons of karma siddhant, 
never complaining of the hurricane, the wonderful person that she is. How blessed am I to be their loving child? End quote. Wow. That was your mama. That is my mama, and uh, I wrote it, I think, in 2000-some years. Yeah. Um, for, it was meant to be for a Mother's Day spirit continuing. I think it was beautiful. Yeah, and still they need to have our love and uh, support in the sense they need to be aware that we all care for them and the strength they give without even uttering a word is so much that I can't express and we get that from here also from so many poets over here and I really adore them or admire them. Makes my heart happy and warm and just that you shared that very intimate portrait with us. Thank you. Thank you, Naila. Tell everyone how they can find you, Uma. Um, I can be found on my blog. My poetry is on a blog called My Poetry by Uma Pochampalli. Uh, I don't know if Goparaj is there, but it's there. And sometimes I post this link on my YouTube, I mean to say um, Facebook, and most of the times it's there. I'll be reading in Naila Nishya's programs. I used to read in other programs, like um, and Scott's and uh, several others. And uh, if I am writing anything or if I, if you think there is any sense of poetry writing in me, it's not mine at all. Uh, you guys, all of you have developed it. I didn't do nothing. Okay. Are you there, Uma? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't, I couldn't hear you. You cut out. Uh, I said, uh, if there is any of you, if any, uh, if any of my poem sounds like a poem, and if you think it is somebody who may have written a poem, it's not my greatness or anything. It's because you all have encouraged me to be what I am. Oh. You know, we we all encourage each other. It's just very fertile ground here, and I absolutely love Uma that you. I love how you embrace the community and let them know. I think that's the biggest thing. You let them know that they're embraced. You know, not a lot of people take yeah. time out to say thank yous like that in life. They're and I appreciate that you do. Yeah. So appreciate you. All right, tell everyone how to find you again. Care of Naila Alicia. Speak easy to free. That works for me. That's the best place. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Uma. We'll talk to you next week, sweetheart. Sure. I'll come with a brand new poem this time. I had them, but I don't know where I have just dropped them. But 
Next week I hope to be there. Um, yeah, next week I'll be there. A coming week, Perfect. I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Thank you, hon. Thank you, Naila. Thank you, everyone. All right. So I am going to take this line down, and I am going to try to call. Let me make sure I've got this written down correctly. Larry Shepard because we've been trying to unmute his line and it doesn't unmute. And it's not going to work. Dang it. All right. So I'm going to send him an email and let him know that we were trying to get him on the line. I don't know what's happening there. But I think maybe I'm going to try calling him again. I'm just going to do it. Why not? Just ha- same thing happened last week. I couldn't get him on last week either. And I hate that when that happens because he's been on hold with us for quite a while. And then not to be able to get him on it just makes me want to, makes me sad. I will shoot him an email and let him know that we've missed him terribly. And, um, yeah. All right, you guys. So remember, we've got how many days left? we oh, we got another week. There will be a show next week. So get your homework done. Get your poems posted on my page. Look for all things. Share the show link when we do the shows. Uh, all kinds of ways you guys can get entered into these drawings. If you have questions, shoot me an email or a message. All right. Appreciate you guys, and we've taken all our callers. Where's Doug Curry? Where's Melvin? Hmm, where is everybody tonight? Maybe I am having issues with the lines. Tech support asked me if I'd had issues with the lines, and I am not. I don't think that I am. I might be. Very weird. All right. Let's try to get five four zero. Are you with us? No, five four zero is not with us. I should send him. Tell him to listen to the end of the show, and he'll see how hard we tried to get him on here. Okay. All right. So. Listen for your homework assignments at the beginning of the show. If you missed it, listen to the podcast. It will be on here shortly after the show has ended. Enter our contest, do your homework, post your poems, write your haikus, do all that fun stuff.
and we will see you here next week. You guys did a fantastic job tonight. I had a blast. Thank you for hanging out with me. I love you guys so much. You have the most incredible community in the entire world. Imagine if the whole world got along as well as all, all of us do, even with all our differences. It would be pretty amazing, huh? All right, I'm going to end the show tonight with a piece by uh, a slam, it's called a slam poet, his name, and it is called What Guys Look For in Girls. And we'll talk to you next week, everybody. Good night. When I first learned that no one could ever love me more than me, a world of happiness previously unseen was discovered because somewhere along the line of aging and scrutiny and time, I was taught to despise myself. But I made sure I kept myself beautiful so someone would love me someday, so I could belong to someone someday because that's the most important thing a little girl could ever want, right? I was 13 the first time I was embarrassed about my body, of course, it would not be the last. And I remember stuffing my bra in the morning, tears stinging my eyes, hoping, praying to something that I could look beautiful enough today, braces and all, for the ruthless boys who mercilessly told me I was worthless because my boobs weren't big enough. And I would go home and put on a sweatshirt with my eyes closed, deny myself the right to be shown myself because I didn't dare want to insinuate beauty in regards to something so insulting as my body. But I mean, we all end up with our heads between our knees because the only place we'll ever really feel safe is curled up inside skin we've been taught to hate by a society that shuns our awful confidence and feeds us our own flaws. And sometimes when I need to meet the me that loves me, I can't find her. A reminder that the mirror is meant to be a curse so I can find her in my mind. But when he or she shouts, let me out, we're allowed to listen. But it's met by a chorus of conceited, egotistical narcissists. So since when was self-substitute a sin? Since when was loving who we are made an offense by morons that don't matter? Change this physicality and that one. Don't you dare shatter the illusion that you could ever be anything beyond paper fine flesh and flashy teeth and fingernails. The coic accusations of not good enough, never good enough. Have you ever felt so numb that it hurts? Entertain me. Whore. You can't surrender to them. you got to remember you're the only thing you'll ever truly have. And no, I don't mean your body, because someday that'll go bad no matter what you do. I mean you. I mean the way your bright eyes go wild and you smile and how your laugh is so melodic it's a song. I mean the way your creativity is a compass that leads you to what you love. And you don't need any miracle cream to keep your passion smooth, hair-free, or diet pills to slim your kindness down. And when you start to drown in these petty expectations, you better re-examine the miracle of your existence because you are worth so much more than your waistline. You're worth the beautiful thoughts you think and the daring dreams you dream undone and drunk off alcohol of being. But sometimes we forget that because we live in a world where the media pulls us from the womb, nurses us, and teaches us our first words. Skinny, pretty, skinny, pretty. Girls soft, quiet, pretty. Boys manly, muscles, pretty. But I don't care whether it's your gender, your looks, your weight, your skin, or where your love lies. None of that matters because standards don't define you. You don't live to meet the credentials established by a madman. You're a goddamn treasure whether you want to believe it or not. And maybe that's what everyone should start looking for.